Hi, and welcome to the Alliance of Survivor Game podcast. I'm Ryan, host slash game runner of Alliance. Join me as I talk to the third place finisher of Nexus Park, Steph, about playing her own game and working on behind the scenes things for future seasons. This is the final part. We're down to eight people now, uh, having sent Jordan to the jury, and that brings us to the final eight immunity challenge, which is Stepping Stones. Uh, fun fact, this takes, this, this, I, I don't know that we ever really, I don't know, we don't actually, like, talk about where these challenges are happening within the confines of the season, um, mm. but... This took place in Pleasant Plaza, home of uh, Shanbot. <laughs> yeah, darn it. Yeah. All the stuff I missed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but the, the general premise here is that you are moving horizontally across a row on the Google Sheet we provided and doing your best to avoid uh, obstacles like walls. Um, you're, you were moving automatically at the end of each round and whatever was in front of you dictated what happened. So if it's a wall, nothing. If it's a normal stone, fine. If there's no stone, you actually jump over that space. So even better. And if it's a slippery stone, there was a 50, 50 chance that you would fall off and have to go backward. And each round, four of the eight players would move and shift one of those columns up or down uh, to either benefit themselves or uh, <laughs> inhibit somebody else. Um, yeah, very... And people, people got in my way. <laughs> uh, yeah, this, um, this was a very, this is a very uh, social challenge. Um, Yep. Perhaps as equally social as it is strategic at the end of the day. Uh, so yeah, tell me tell me about it. How did it, oh, man. How did it go? I really I really enjoyed this one. This one was really fun. And I think also like I talked about this when we chatted last, but like my learning curve for challenges was something that I really like ran up against. And this was one that I totally understood 100% when I started playing. And as I was playing, I was like, there are no surprises. Like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> and so to have started that way was great because I finally <laughs> like felt comfortable and confident in what I was doing which helps we love that mm -hmm. and um i was i was doing pretty darn well like i think i was in the lead for quite a while and then i think between a combination of court not knowing what row was her own <laughs> yes <laughs> and then also people just trying to throw me under the bus i suddenly got so fucked that i could not get out of it but like i was gonna win for a while there that was gonna be me <laughs> so <laughs> In my heart, this could have been my immunity, but uh, I, I, yeah, I ended up losing badly. But for a while there, I had high hopes. <laughs> it's yeah, it it it's really easy, especially in the second half of the map, to fall victim to some uh, 
poorly positioned uh, spaces. Mm-hmm. And one, so one, one of the rules and, and at the time and even now, I, I still don't have a great solution for this. But you, one of the things we said was you, you can shift uh, a column that somebody's in so long mm-hmm. as it doesn't shove a wall into them because we didn't have okay. like a great thing to do when that happens. Um, mm-hmm. So if you were next to uh, a wall that, or, or in fact in between two walls on either side of you, then that column could not be shifted at all. Yes. And a couple of uh, the columns in the second half of this challenge have four or five walls out of the nine total spaces so it (laughs) one was designed to enable people in the back to you know maybe delay the people in the front a little bit but it ended up creating this system where if you happened to be in the wrong row and somebody else was able to get into that row that had all those walls in it uh, you'd never be able to get through because they you couldn't even move that column um, true, true. which was a little frustrating uh and you know we also didn't want to spend too like overload the slippery stones because then it would have just come right. down to a lot of chance so it was a really wonky thing to kind of <laughs> tweak and 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 adjust um and you know we did what we could and yeah. um yeah no it <laughs> Yes, I, I think, like you said, Court uh, believing that she was the C on the board uh, went a long way toward enabling a victory for Waxler, who was the C. Uh, too, too funny. Well, I think if I remember correctly, I was trying really hard not to like screw anyone else over so like i was trying to i feel like this game was a good metaphor for the way that i tried to play the season i really did not want to mess anyone's game up and like i i was so pissed by the end of it because again i had tried so hard to just like move through so that i wasn't messing anyone else's journey up and then everyone just nailed me in the last like 20 mm. minutes so yeah i had forgotten that she had confused waxlers for hers i honestly <laughs> thought it was me for a minute i also feel like we didn't have too many of the slippery stones until like for the end of the game or else i just didn't get any until much later in the game like i feel like that didn't come into play at least for myself very frequently throughout it which was probably lucky <laughs> uh there might actually be more in quantity in the first half, but there is a there's a column in the second half. The penultimate column of the map is only slippery stones, yes, so yes, you yes, could yes, not yes. progress through. To, you couldn't win until you passed that fifty fifty check, which I think took Waxler uh, maybe two, maybe three times to actually get yes. across. Oh my god, you couldn't make it easy for us, Ryan. No. <laughs> um yeah no it was it was good uh i think it was a lot of fun and unfortunately it wasn't that's kind of the risk of jumping out into an early lead in this kind of a challenge is you become (laughs) you know you're the one who gets all the blue spiky shells uh on the track very very true Yeah, yeah that and uh the 
racing one, both both mm-hmm. tough tough learning curves for me. <laughs> the first one I did to myself though, so that really has no bearing on this one. <laughs> uh, so Waxler's immune at final eight. Um, yes. Jordan's gone, and now the lines between the players continue to get more and more complicated. How, I don't know, like what ends up kind of transpiring here uh, that leads you to target Bramblecat? Uh, yeah, this was this was a weird one for me, and I feel like perhaps for some other folks too. This, um, I just knew that Bramble was a badass. And <laughs> like, to me, I thought, um, well, I realize now that like somewhat correctly like she and bird were both kind of gunning for your girl in that one of the previous rounds which whatever there weren't enough votes there but um i was pretty sure that um i i thought it was she and choco beans who were after me and just knowing how solid bramble was at um at uh challenges mm-hmm. it's like well this is a rare moment where we maybe can like get a really strong player out. Um, and I think at the like hindsight is 2020, I didn't really realize like probably at that point in time would have been a great opportunity to go after bird, just knowing that like no one ever did. <laughs> but um, I was not in the strategic mindset. I was just like, damn, like person who's always winning these challenges other than bird, like, let's get them um so there was really no um no animosity there like honestly i really loved talking to bramble um and like met her and her sons in chicago and like we had a great time like it it's funny looking back because honestly some of the conversations that i had with bramble were some of my favorites post-merge um, in a group of folks that like Waxler was an exception, Court was an exception, but other folks who I just didn't really have um, such a strong uh, like open communication with. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I just had trouble talking to some folks, but I really I found her very interesting. I loved learning about her job and about one of her sons doing drama and like, I don't know. I was a, I'm a, I talked about theater already when I was on last time, but, um, I love, love theater and was just really enjoying like everything that she was telling me. So it really was just felt like she had a good shot. She was hard to beat and people really liked her. And, um, yeah, there was really no animosity about it though. I really was just like, meh, well, let's go after a strong player while we can. We obviously can't go after Waxler, who is also killing it um, at com- or, uh, at challenges. So yeah, I think this might've been one of the first times that I really started talking to Bird strategically. Cause I think they had asked me who I had wanted to go after. And this was like one of the rare times that we were ever talking about the vote together. <laughs> um, so it was interesting to me to even feel like I was being really like, not necessarily a driving force, but giving some sign as far as like where my head was at. Um, so this felt kind of like a, I didn't feel like I made a move by any means at all, but I do feel like in some ways 
just that willingness to kind of go after someone who had shown strength, who was really good at what they were doing, um, just seemed like the good time to do it. I don't know. There you go. That was, it was more just like, seems like a good opportunity, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Finally starting to get your hands dirty a little bit. Yeah, I guess, you know, kind of keep things interesting, right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so yeah, so you and Darcy and Court end up being the three votes for Bramble here. Okay, Um, yes. Everyone else, though, uh, shows up and votes for Darcy. So, (laughs) uh... Yeah, oh, okay, okay, yes. This is all coming back to me. This also ruined my life. Okay, uh, go ahead, I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, I guess, like, firstly, were you... I don't know, you know, usually when there's, you know, you're conspiring or strategizing to target somebody else, um, obviously the person you're targeting isn't voting for themselves, so they have to be voting somewhere. And generally that leads to this notion of, okay, X and Y are the two targets. And oftentimes, at least from what we kind of gather as, as viewers and spectators, most yes. people know who those two people are. So you yeah. show up and you're like, all right, if our side doesn't win and get out Bramble, then we know that they're going to get out their target or whatever the yes. case may be. Was that yes. something you were aware of? Did you know that there was a target on Darcy? And Yes, yes. Thank you. Um, <laughs> this was one um, where I... The fear of Darcy and how strategically Darcy was playing was kind of lost on me until after getting out of the game and kind of reading up on everything else. Um, So I was kind of taken by surprise at that. And I think this is kind of when my my heart would get in the way of my game in some ways where I was thinking with my emotions and who I enjoyed speaking with and who I thought was just like well liked, which is obviously important. Like at the end of the day, you have to get to the end with people that, um, well, you don't have to be friends with everyone, obviously, but I think it helps as things are, um, when the vote is less narrow, it certainly helps being kind of that chameleon or someone who can like really um, connect with everyone. But at the end or getting close to the end, it becomes very much, um, it really doesn't matter anymore. Like all bets are off. So when I heard Darcy's name, um, I remember hearing this and I think people were trying to like go, I mean, people were trying to go after her. And, um, I guess I just did not feel like there was really a threat. (laughs) So I remember Darcy had come to me that day and was asking me who else I had heard. And I think at the time I was, I think it was a really hectic day at work. And I think like my brain was starting to get a little bit overwhelmed with like, um, just being put in the position of potentially like hurting people's feelings or like getting getting my friends out or something like that so when she came and asked me I remember I had like I think I had probably like just kind of signed off discord and taken a couple of hours to like process because I was just I (laughs) I couldn't find it in me to like respond to dms at that point in time 
you're probably going to say it seems like I did that every day, but this was <laughs> a true case where I really just needed like some headspace. And um, at the time when someone had mentioned her name to me, I really did not think that there was a strong likelihood that anything would come of it. So tipping her off um, doesn't, tipping her off didn't occur to me as like something that needed to take place because in my mind, I thought we like had things figured out for Bramble. So showing up to that vote, <laughs> I was like, well, I'm learning. I should have, I mean, obviously everyone is lying. Everyone has a motive in a game like this, but I was like, wow. Okay. Well, I feel like a giant asshole because like, I did not think that I needed to tip off my friend because I thought we were good. And like, I was also stressing out. So I felt really, really badly. I really did not think that there was a chance that Darcy was going to be on the chopping block. And it, every bit of honesty, like I, had I had any idea that that really would have come to fruition, I would have obviously told her. And I think I started really to understand some more of the complexities around that point in time. And I remember like writing a confessional that I was just really bummed. Like Darcy was the person that um, just was pleasant to talk to and um, was less, well, at least for me, like we would just chat. Like it wasn't necessarily about the game. We would just goof around. We would talk about our lives and it was, it was, I don't know, like, I, I felt, um, I don't know, we just connected on, like, a friend level, so it, it sucked to see her go home, and I, I really meant everything that I said in there, it really took me by surprise, so if she was blindsided, <laughs> I was certainly blindsided by it, too, um, and that was one of the moments where I just really wish that, um, could have, just, processed that better and had a bit better understanding of like the vibe <laughs> and what <laughs> what normally would happen in a case like that um so yeah I don't know hindsight's 2020 20. there are so many things that I if I played now I would know or I would do differently but um yeah at the time I just did not respond in the right way so I was surprised Ryan <laughs> and that was a surprise one uh it was something that didn't reveal itself to you until the votes were revealed. Yeah. Uh, I, again, like I knew that her name was out there, but it didn't seem like a real, like a real option that was going to come to fruition. Like, I don't know. And I, I, I was just being too trusting with people probably looking back at it, but um, yeah, it, it was surprising to me. So when she was voted out, when the votes were revealed, it was just like, what? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I was, I, I still like, can't really talk about it in a super like succinct way. Cause it just really did take me by complete surprise. <laughs> Unfortunate. Um, yeah. You yeah. mentioned being very sad in your confessional after the outcome i was um, <laughs> so the sort of i don't know uh dose of reality in the game that this kind of imparts upon you does mm -hmm. that translate to any different 
method of approaching things afterward? Um, well, I guess at this point in time, I really felt like I I never entered the game anticipating that I would make it to the end. And to me, it seemed like I could just be kind of like a throwaway person by the end of it. So like, to me, I don't know that I necessarily thought I needed to like change the way that I was approaching the game. I just figured that I was probably going to be gone very soon. <laughs> so um, to me, I was just going to keep being who I am, keep being like, I keep playing the game as I was because like at this point it felt maybe even too far gone to really like reverse course, I guess. Um, so yeah, I, I would say that maybe I tried to be a little bit more personal Receptive about things but like there were things that I didn't really realize until again outside of the game or like after the fact um again I just it didn't seem like um I don't know I had played I had played in such a way that I didn't feel like I was trampling on my values or like hurting feelings and at this point in time I really wanted to like if I had gone this far doing that I was willing to try to go as far as I could doing that. And if I got voted out doing that, bring it on. If I got um, to the end and people didn't like me for that, bring it on, I guess. So no, <laughs> I, I tried to be more perceptive, but really the way that I was playing, I, I still was going to be a dunce at challenges unless I like lucked into something that was my skill set. I was still going to be the person that was just like trying to be pals with with people in DMs and I I just it didn't seem it seem worth it to me to like reverse course on the way that I had laid this out. And again, there wasn't like a whole hell of a lot of strategy as far as the way that I had approached the first part of this. So, um yeah, I don't know. I I don't I don't think so. <laughs> okay. All right. No. Fair enough. Um okay. Well, that brings us to final seven. Darcy joins the jury. The numbers continue to shrink. Um, in game, we are rapidly approaching Halloween, uh, which is Ooh, yes. <laughs> uh, as I'm reminded as I'm scrolling through your confessional and you had posted a bunch of different Halloween costumes. <laughs> in here, of I'd course. forgotten. Yep, yep, um, yep. yep. <laughs> Oh man, I'm cool. Everyone should go look at that. <laughs> They're great. They're so good. Um, uh, in in perhaps less exciting news, we have another challenge uh, that you were not quite that good at. Um, oh, no. The Hall of Mirrors. Oh God. Okay, I blocked this entire thing out. But yes. Okay. <laughs> so uh, the idea here is that. In the, at least using the example puzzle we provided, we had numbers on either side of a grid and um, 45 degree angle lines in various spaces within the grid. And so you're shining a light from one side and trying to get its reflection to end up in the same number on the other side using the angled mm -hmm. mirrors to kind of reflect it in the right direction. Yes. That's, that's the goal anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, Jeffrey made all of these 
I feel like it, I, I don't know how he did it in a, such, such a way to make it so easy to, or not easy, but such that like only one mat pair ever matched up. He figured that out. I don't know what he did. He's a wizard. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Love it. <laughs> the way the challenge functioned, we would post an image of one of these grids and you'd have 10 minutes from when the image was posted to submit an answer. And if you got it right, great, we're done. If you got it wrong, you could submit another answer until you did get it right. And yeah. we were going to eliminate one person each round based on uh, who got who took the most guesses to get the correct answer. And then if that was all tied up, then it would be who submitted faster. Um. Mm. <laughs> what gave you so much difficulty? Oh, God. Um, I wish that I could tell you why this did not make sense in my brain when we did it. Um, it was one of those things that I got myself confused and then I couldn't get myself unconfused. And... Um, you know, I uh, I love to look in a mirror. I'm not as good at <laughs> reflecting light off of them. So, um, yeah, I I felt like a big idiot during this one. <laughs> I really don't have a good answer of why I sucked at it so much. But uh, yeah, I then I I was hoping that this was gonna be the haunted house challenge because I was like, damn, I loved that one. But yeah, this one was not my bag. <laughs> <laughs> no it is not no. um no <laughs> so no, it's, it's okay i'm fine with that it, i'm still a fully formed person without, <laughs> without those skills you, you don't need the validation of the hall of mirrors challenge no no i don't <laughs> i don't i'm good <laughs> so but other people do and i respect it so that's fine <laughs> Uh, so yeah, first puzzle was posted. Um, we ended the round, and Bird, Bramble, Chocolate Beans, and Waxler—they were got it got the correct answer on their first try. They're safe. Uh, took Court two tries. She's safe, and that leaves you and Maddie. Uh, Maddie uh, did eventually get the correct answer, while you did not, and so uh, you were eliminated in the first round. I think that was something that I was like, you know what? If this is the one that it's literally me, <laughs> I'm okay with that. So yes, I think mm -hmm. I conceded that victory and probably went and drank a glass of wine or something. Uh, did you follow along with the challenge as it progressed? I did. And as that, like some of the final... <laughs> uh images appeared i like took my laptop and i tossed it off of a cliff no but i was like well i'm glad i got out in the first one because this would have been <laughs> like my breaking point um yes i and i just pulled it up on my phone again too and my mm. eyes are already crossing so yeah yeah, good memes. <laughs> yes. Uh, the second and third round uh, eliminated Court and Maddie, uh, while Bird, Bramble, Chuck Beans, and Waxler were continued to be the four who got it right on the first try each time. And uh, the grid in increased in size, but otherwise wasn't any different in those rounds. In the fourth round, uh, we... Or no, am I getting my rounds wrong? Um, 
whenever uh the next round the same and then we finally had to eliminate somebody on the on time uh which ended up being choco beans mm. in the round after that we removed the grid lines from the image uh, i don't know how big of an impact that had on the people who were still doing it then sure um, all of them were just fine <laughs> yeah i don't know if anybody's pulling out like a, a piece of paper to hold against the screen to kind of use as a, a ruler or something but um <laughs> any any little additional difficulty uh matters uh mm-hmm. that eliminated bramble in well, on time which left uh surprise surprise bird and waxler as the final two standing um tell me if you've heard this one before and <laughs> The final round in introduced a vertical component in addition to the horizontal component. Uh, oh, yes. So you had to match up numbers horizontally and letters vertically. And both competitors got it right on the first try, but it was Waxler by a, by a margin of about a minute who wins his second in, uh, immunity challenge in a row and will be Damn. safe again. <laughs> Of course. Yeah. No. Deserved. Deserved. <laughs> Everyone that kept up with that challenge, major respect. <laughs> yes. So all that said, uh, here we are at final seven. Waxler is safe. Can't target him this time a- again. Uh, so I don't know. Was this simply a back to the drawing board type of situation? <laughs> or was there more to it than that man i think there must have been and i want to say that this was kind of like when court and i were kind of finding our flow um i don't know we got along really well we enjoyed like similar tv shows and we would talk (laughs) feminism and stuff and like i don't know i was like oh my god this reminds me of all the women I went to, like, I went to an all-girls high school and an all-girls college. And, like, I just, I don't know. I was like, this girl seems very fun. Like, I just enjoyed chatting with her. And I can't remember if this was when we had kind of, like, made a pact not to vote each other. Or that might have been after this vote. Um, but at the time, like, I was just having an easier time chatting with Court. She seemed, like, <clears throat> less of a threat for sure. And um, again, I was already kind of like on the bramble cat, <laughs> the bramble cat path for no other reasoning other than like, she keeps kicking my ass in challenges. She's got to go. <laughs> so there again, there was really no like animosity. I was just like, all right, uh, I guess we have to pick another person. Darn it. And I like just died at this challenge so like i probably was still in a place of recovery from that (laughs) but uh i don't know i uh i felt badly that i mean this this was a point in the game where it was so tiny like there were so few people left that like it's just it got harder and harder and harder every time because like i mean you're sharing your most blase details about your day with people you're telling them stuff to get to know each other like you I talked to these people more than I was talking to some of my very best friends like during this process because you are all in and this is like where your brain is at so it just 
it continued to get harder. And I, I think there was just like, I don't know, we all knew Bramble was a badass and it just kind of came, came to that at this point in time. And rather than the last time when we didn't have the numbers, um, we actually could do it this time. So I don't know. It was a sad moment though. And I know that that was a killer because everyone enjoyed watching her so much. So um, I feel like I, <laughs> I'm like feeling sad and guilty about that one still. Um, but we have had beers together since. So I feel like we've washed the white, the uh, slate clean, I guess. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm curious from a, from your standpoint, you go yeah. from trying to vote Bramble at eight, uh, mm -hmm. at which point you had Darcy in court voting with you to mm -hmm. voting again for Bramble here at seven. Uh, you still have court, but mm -hmm. Maddie and Bird, who did not vote with you before, joined uh -huh. you this time. Um, yes. Was that something, I don't know, like how did you view that sort of shift was it something <laughs> that they I, did they like explain like oh yeah we couldn't do it last time but we're happy to do it this time i don't know I what does like that maddie, feel like maddie was like <clears throat> maddie and i were like finding our stride like without Jor jordan there we were connecting a little bit more again talking game with bird was so early in everything that like I, I really hadn't had much experience with that yet so I didn't even really think to like ask why at the time um to me it didn't really feel like a like a, a backstab or anything <laughs> I was just like okay well that didn't work move on I guess um but Maddie and I <laughs> one of my most like one of my favorite moments from the season. <laughs> Maddie, I, it probably happened before this, but Maddie was like, who are your five? And I, I understood that as my like five like celebs that I would fuck. And I was like, oh yeah, glad to chat about it. Such a fun topic, Maddie. And he was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> So, like, we had bonded over that. Then we he shared his own five, not in the game, but, like, in real life. So we were like, oh, God, that's too funny. And, like, we just kind of had a a fun, um, fun just ease about each other. So I feel like we had kind of gotten to a point where we had gotten closer. He had said that he wanted to go to the end with me and for me to hear that from literally anyone one I was like this is probably bullshit like I'm not I don't know like if I'm there great <laughs> like if I'm not have a great time I'll be waving from uh Ponderosa um but like I found it I don't know I think we probably were just at a spot where he was like looking to find a new niche basically like he and Jordan have been so tight and then um Bird and Darcy obviously were also similarly tight Bird and Jordan also so it was kind of like there was a lot of shifting taking place as far as like OG euphoria kind of finding like fizzling out at some point in time and just trying to find like new 
connections. And um, I don't know. I, I, I didn't really feel like a ringleader in any way. I don't, I don't think that I was really. I think it just was like, okay, we, we got to band together. We got to make something happen. Like Waxler is unstoppable, but if we can get someone else out who is strong right now, like that's kind of the way that we need to go if we're going to try to make it to the end. So I think that that was more the thinking. Um, and again, I wasn't like, why didn't you vote with me last time? Because I was probably just like, I, <laughs> I don't even, here's the funny thing about my brain, Ryan. A day ends and then my brain like resets. And if someone's like, what did you watch last night? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> so if, if this, I feel like I had a similar, like every day is a new day. I'm not going to remember anything that happened the day before. Um, except that I remember the weirdest shit. So like big picture, not going to remember it. Small picture for sure until the day I die. <laughs> so that I think I just kind of like left on the table and was like, well, if people are willing to work with me now, hell yeah. And if they're not willing to work with me tomorrow, <laughs> then uh, that's okay. I've got a, I'll just have a glass of wine about it and try to move on. So I was trying not to like get overly emotional about stuff. I know Bird continually teased me about not crying during the game. But <laughs> I don't think I did, but I came close because I was feeling very emotionally fraught about some of these later votes. But this one, I don't know. I I think while I was sad, because like, again, I really enjoy talking to Bramble um that was like a newer relationship that i wasn't like okay this is like og day one <laughs> I, I we gotta get a strong person out so sorry i said like the same thing six times but there you have it <laughs> yeah no uh sure uh, it's it's a it's such a strength i think in these games because it's it's different you know when you're watching people play and you know your your Monday Monday morning quarterbacking their decisions obviously because yeah. you have to, and yeah. you can see like oh well ugh, they could have gotten the person out that they wanted to get out they just had to work with this other person and yeah. they didn't work with that other person because of some grudge or vendetta or yeah past issue that like had been plaguing them from earlier in the game and you're like yes. well just get over it right like. This is you're trying to win a million dollars, like whatever. Yeah. Who cares? You can work with them, and right. it's so tough in the moment to actually do that because, and you know, one of the things that makes the game so interesting is you can't, you don't always act in your own best interest in these things because emotions come into play, and uh, your emotions and the other other the emotions of the you know dozen, you know, however many people are still in the game at that point around you sure. it doesn't always mesh in the way that it yeah. needs to in that moment and so if you're someone who's able to actually you know wake up each day and you know like all right everybody is my friend everyone is fair game to work with everyone could either vote with me or vote against me and i won't know until i talk to them like that's a great mentality and something that is i think really tough for a lot of people who play these I'm a crazy person, so <laughs> it it might be the signs of a psychopath, but like <laughs> it's a benefit. It it's a benefit. It <laughs> uh, 
yeah. Um, <laughs> funny that you say that. Like, I mean, I, I, I don't know. It's it served me in a lot of different ways. Like, I might have felt more emotionally fraught about making specific decisions, like in a vote or in a moment, um, having to make some of those tough decisions. But bigger picture, like, I don't know. I had. It, w- it was a weird way to be, but I think it ultimately served me well in a way that, like, I don't know, in my real life, had I done that badly at a challenge, like, obviously, like, challenges in the real world, let's say, like, I fucked something up at work, I would be appalled. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I would have been so angry and so embarrassed. And for this, it was like, okay, well... I've got to get back here and do it again. And I mean, similar mindset to like, I don't know, you make a mistake, you own it, you acknowledge it and you move on. And like, I think I wasn't making as many mistakes like socially or like stepping on toes or like ruining friendships. But I think like that ability to just kind of like nullify it, move on was probably like a big help to me because like I would have I felt like an underdog in a lot of ways and like I could have let that get into my head and make me very uncomfortable about the entire thing and make me very like oh I'm the goat or like people are just dragging me to the end and I know people thought that um but I didn't let that like own my game or own who I was or own what I was doing here and I think that really helped me keep a pretty good mentality throughout where that could have been a major pitfall for me as an emotional person. Um, So I don't know. It was interesting. I'm surprised kind of that I didn't let that affect me more. (laughs) Yeah. It, it, I mean, it works out, right? It pays off and uh, all the better for it. Yeah. Um, I made it to final tribal baby. (laughs) (laughs) Did you have any, I I don't know, what, compare this vote to the previous one that didn't go your way. Um, How much different was the, like, sort of internal confidence level uh, building Mm. up to the reveal of the votes? Well, I feel like I was starting to see people who were maybe well and again this could all be bullshit or could have all just been kind of like we say a lot of things in game that maybe are not necessarily what people are thinking but like I felt like a lot of people were either like committing their their willingness to work with me or just in ways that I hadn't really felt that prior to So I I don't think that I entered this vote feeling, like, super unconfident or anything like that. Like, I think um, I went into it kind of in the same way that I hoped that every vote would work out in my favor or hoped that whomever I was aligning with at that point in time, it would work out for us as a unit. Um, I don't know. I think I entered this being like, okay, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, like we'll try again the next time. Like there's a million and one ways to get to the end of this. And we've seen a bunch of things blow up and good plans get <laughs> get fucked up and not pan out. Um, so I don't know. I mean, the hope is always that the vote goes your way, but I, 
I don't know that I was going to let it ruin my day regardless because, again, we were just going to have to do it again <laughs> pretty <laughs> shortly thereafter and be ready to have another tough decision. So, yeah, I wouldn't say that I felt differently or felt less confident, I guess, but I did feel like I had more people around me who were um, kind of helping confirm my confidence in myself, I guess. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Um, this time it works out. Uh, yeah. You got I'm the sorry, votes. I'm sorry, <laughs> Um By a margin of four to three, uh, we Oof. kind of revert back to tribal lines just with court as a swing vote. And mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. That, that sends our lovely friend Bramble to the jury. Very sad. Yeah. Then there were six. And... Uh, Jeez, we're really we're really in it now. Um, so this is the aforementioned haunted hotel. Yay! Yeah, <laughs> one uh, of my favorites. <laughs> good. <laughs> um, so like like typical normal alliance seasons, there is generally a challenge that involves going to a different server to participate in it because it is generally so big or doing something so different that it requires it um in this case we're going to the old 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 all the way back in our second season we had a haunted house challenge in this exact same Mm -hmm. server i revamped it and made it a haunted hotel to fit um this new season uh, I cut out all the uh, all the references to actual things that existed uh, in the real world and replaced them with not real things so that we could avoid all the trademarks and copyrights and whatnot. Um, but otherwise, it's generally and largely the same thing. You're moving through this ho- hotel. Each room uh, reflects a different horror movie in one way shape or form uh and (laughs) using the responses and prompts that you are shown you have to navigate it without dying and so on the one hand it would obviously help have if you've seen these movies uh to know kind of how they work and what is making you know whatever the creature or monster or pitfall involved do its thing and murder people but it's i don't know i didn't write it generally speaking with that necessity in mind hopefully that being said uh this is the second time we ran this challenge basically and both times Mm -hmm. i have been quite surprised at how many people die (laughs) in doing it uh in the first time we did it there were 10 people participating i believe and uh one person got to do it twice from an advantage they'd won and so eight people died the first time through and then one of those eight went through a second time and this time they they got to the end here (laughs) five of you die and only Uh, one person makes it to the end so uh, yeah yeah. it is apparently more difficult than uh one might think (laughs) well and here's the deal i i did not realize that you were like basing the stories on horror movies like i'm a big horror movie buff so had i like picked up on that i probably would have done better 
And when I was a kid, I was obsessed with choose your own adventure books. So mm-hmm. when I saw this challenge, I was like, bring it on. I think I changed my profile picture to yep. my spooky demon one. And <laughs> it hasn't changed since. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was bummed. Like I was ready to go in there kick some ass and get through there and i died so early on like looking back i would love to do that one again (laughs) yeah you died um in the uh actually i think it's a room that actually doesn't have any tangible like this is the movie it's based on or whatever but but basically (laughs) uh a how it's basically a house that everything in it is kind of possessed is mm, okay. you know i guess maybe you could call it like poltergeist or something if you really wanted to okay, okay. yeah uh, all right but uh you end up on a bed that um violently throws you into a wall and uh <laughs> then eventually lands on top of you crushing you to death uh pretty gruesome yeah <laughs> i definitely punched up the deaths a little bit when i rewrote this to make them a little more visceral uh damn wow Uh, yeah that that sucks i uh as a as a psychopath myself to be killed by a psycho bed what a what a way to die (laughs) it looks like you were the second person to do this uh court had gone before you and been killed in a cannibal dining room uh they they ate her Um, so sad sad uh (laughs) Then Bird came next and was killed by uh, Kelp Todd Cube Shoes, uh, the SpongeBob SquarePants ripoff. Yep, yep, yep. yep. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Let's see. Fourth was Waxler, uh, who also died in the cannibal room. Um, R.I.P. And then uh, Choco Beans came in last and uh was killed by uh, i think this was the frankenstein's monster uh analog Mm. that we'd used so uh the five of you have died i don't remember the trajectory of when or not daddy went um if he had already gone before that so you kind of knew like well obviously he made it through since he didn't show up down here with us uh but yeah, he he navigated things well. He got to the he's the only person to make it to the final stage, the lobby, where they were attacked by a giant sprog, a spider slash frog hybrid. Um, originally, it was Godzilla, uh, but obviously Godzilla is a, a real thing. So <laughs> obviously, <laughs> obviously, right? Um, so yeah, Maddie's the only person to make it through. He is chilling in the survivors channel all by himself and (laughs) wins immunity way to go maddie i forgot that he killed it at that one what a what what a weird turn of events (laughs) love it (laughs) yes he was uh drunk during this challenge yes Um, even better (laughs) he told me that you know from what he could remember, it was a case of like, well, obviously I'm not going to do X because that's dumb. And oh, that, that paid out. Not. That paid off. Uh, it helped him make the right decision at every every juncture. God, I'm so mad. I wanted to do better than that. But love that Maddie like kicked all of our asses there. That's hilarious. 
so uh, Maddie is immune here at final six, and now now what? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> You've got Waxler is is vulnerable for the first time in a while. Yes. And if the trend of targeting people who are good at challenges persists, that might be the person that you are interested in voting out. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. (sighs) Man, we, you know, Waxler and I were bros. We were talking up a storm. (laughs) And, uh, you know, he he really was good at challenges. Um, But there was a big part of me that just, like... I don't know. He ended up being a good friend at, in such a in it, just like someone that we both really appreciated talking to. So yeah, I was stupid here probably and decided to. Um, no, I wasn't stupid. I wanted the bromance to win. Like I knew that we were <laughs> we were good pals, and I didn't want to see him go home. Um, and I'm sure that that probably felt off to some other folks but like i don't know i it would have bummed me out not to have him here for a few days even though it was only a few more days that he was there Mm -hmm. um so i think for this one man i feel like i just kind of like heard what i heard and who did i even vote here oh my god oh maybe you didn't give maybe you didn't post one of my my scrolls because i was gonna say none of these look like me (laughs) so i think that might have been it which is fine uh oh no there's mine okay anyway um um i don't know i think i just like heard where the tides were flowing and chaco and i just hadn't talked as much and at this point in time i had definitely had that convo with court where we were trying to like take care of each other i was definitely trying to like keep waxler here as long as i could um bird was like day one person who i had spoken to so it was just like this was when things got very very difficult and obviously maddie was immune we were also pals so i was getting down to my like circle of friends none of whom i wanted to see go home so um yeah i think this was just like heard a name that i didn't have like as strong a connection with and was like okay i'm gonna see where this vote goes if my vote matters great if it doesn't like then it sucks but Mm. there you have it there's really no decisioning done (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah so what ends up happening here is you and maddie vote for waxler um Bird and Court vote for Choco Beans, and then Choco Beans and Waxler vote for Court, creating a 2 2 2 tie. Uh, knowing that Waxler, I think, uh, I don't know if it was known, I'm sure, I'm sure it wasn't since he had never told anybody he had an idol, but uh, <laughs> I think it was yeah. highly suspected by, <laughs> by others. Yes, that could have, yeah, that was probably the vibe also. Yeah. And so, uh, Sure enough, he does play the idol before we reveal the votes. So Waxler safe. His votes against him do not count, which means it is a just a tie on Court and Choco Beans, and you all have to revote unless those were that was your name. So, yeah, you switch your vote to Choco Beans pretty easily. I'm assuming. 
Yeah, I think I had thought that I had voted Chaka that entire time. I don't even remember voting Waxler. So I really went into this just like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, <laughs> get me out of this vote, please. Like, uh, as quickly as possible. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, it. Uh, yeah, you you, you vote out Chaka Beans here uh, three to mm -hmm. one on a revote with you, okay. Maddie, and Bird all voting Chaco Waxler sticking true to his ally and voting for court, but it is not enough. Uh, yeah. And Chaco Beans goes out in sixth place. Uh, this was Halloween too. That's a scary time to be, <laughs> to be eliminated. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I, man, this vote, I had forgotten that that had taken place. That was very sad. Okay. And so oh. the, the five people remaining, you've got four, uh, you know, uh, Bird, Court, uh, Waxler, and Maddie, all of whom you have a connection to. Uh, yep. So <laughs> on one hand, uh, if you aren't the one being voted out, you're going to have to vote out somebody you like. Mm -hmm. yep. On the other hand, uh, if you get to the end, you're going to get to the end with people you like. So, uh, you know, silver lining, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah maybe um, yeah <clears throat> I, I remember this day filled me with anxiety I I got drinks this this <laughs> night with Shannon and was just like I can't I know you can't talk to me like fully like I just need to like talk to someone who understands what I'm potentially going through here so Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, this was not a fun day. No, she gave away nothing. I just needed to be like, please just let me be sad for a moment. <laughs> and I mean, she had been in a very similar situation in her own season at just right around this exact same point in the game yes. of this is the time where she votes out her day one ally Stark. And yeah, exactly. You know, that's that's tough. That's I mean, even now, I think the only time we've really seen that happen um, to have people who had been together that long and one of them turned on the other. Yeah. Uh, it's it's hard to do. And so I'm sure she could absolutely empathize with a lot of what you were going through. Yeah. Um, and I mean, like, it just... I know that not everyone understands like the emotion or the time and energy and all of that that goes into this and like it just it really takes it out of you emotionally and by the end I was just like I didn't ever expect to make it this far I feel like so uh, man I, it just got harder and harder and harder and harder um yeah, and I, I really was grateful to her for just, like, hearing me out in so many words, knowing that she couldn't be as, like, she couldn't be forthcoming with me, obviously, just out of respect for what, <laughs> where we were at on both sides of um, the server, if you will. Yeah. But um, it, it certainly helped, and I was really grateful for her throughout, um, she and Blink, but Shannon's my... Uh, one of my besties so it was just like grateful i was super grateful to her for like giving me this time and space to just kind of feel my feelings so <laughs> so all right uh 
I'm gonna ask a question here, and I yes. don't know if you'll like it, but Ooh, love it. <laughs> we're at final five now, again, uh-huh. with people you like. Uh-huh. If uh-huh. you were the only person casting votes from here on in, how would that have gone? If I were the only person voting. So you vote um, for somebody here, that's who's eliminated. Would okay. it have been the same trajectory as it ends up being, or would you have wanted anything different? I think this might have been the point where I was literally telling people to vote me out. <laughs> or I'm pretty sure that I was like, I don't want to be here making this decision anymore. So if it had just been me and I could have broken the rules, I probably would have voted for myself. <laughs> so yeah, things would have been different, I would say. Um, I don't know. And again, I had made, like, I felt badly going back on commitments that I had made to people by this point in time. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's kind of the camp where I had kind of walked myself into in such a way. Like, I I really had made the mistake of just assuming I would not be here. So for people to be like, hey, like, let's be pals, whatever. Like, let's get to the end. I was like, sure, sure. Like... (laughs) Right, right. Well, well, yeah, okay, bro, whatever. <laughs> but, like, um, I think that ended up biting me in the ass because I couldn't be as fluid as potentially would have been helpful at the end of this game. Um, and, again, had I been able to just vote myself out because I know how much Maddie wanted to be here, how much Court and Bird and Wax, like, everyone wanted to be here at this point and I felt like such a I don't know I I felt like I was starting to see that like uh, I could tell that people thought that I was just kind of like dead weight or something and I started to feel like I was like taking up space that wasn't rightfully mine even though again I was here playing every day just like everyone else was so I guess I had just as much right to be here even though I was not as involved in some ways that people were not super happy with so I I was starting to feel a bit like very conflicted at this point in time I answered more questions than you would ask Ryan but hopefully that (laughs) (laughs) covers some of what you were hoping for (laughs) yeah no I uh, that's such a difficult thing to wrestle with um and I don't, I don't know. I don't know how that, I, or I guess that's not fair. I mean, it's, it's something that I think most people will experience at some point uh, in, in life of just being gifted or given or, or found in a place where um, most people really want to be. And you might not feel like you deserve to be there um, because mm-hmm. maybe you don't want to be there as much as some of these other people. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, you've you've seen other people put in more time, more energy, more effort, more work than you. And Mm -hmm. that never discredits the accomplishment that you've done. But there's still part of you that feels like it, you know, it, it reflects poorly on the circumstance that, you know, this person working twice as hard as me doesn't get the same accomplishment doesn't achieve as much doesn't for whatever reason whether it's a privilege whether it's a a circumstance whether it's you know a third thing um and 
to usually it's not something where you can just be like oh well just give it to them instead it's usually not how that works right Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. even in this scenario like you can say all right vote me out and at the end of the day like it's not your decision right (laughs) like every no no everyone else can do that but they could also just as easily like well no i don't we're not going to vote you out. We don't want to. I can kick your ass. I'm going to beat you in final tribal. I'm going to keep you around. So it's funny to hear people say that at times too, knowing that like I, I was able to aid people in certain ways <laughs> with those qualities. So mm-hmm. um, anyway, I I don't know. I had plenty of time to think about this. And again, I think I mentioned earlier that I was almost like ashamed of entering the server after the game because I was so scared that people were just going to hate me for like the job that I did that I thought was like fine and then I feel like I got like a better understanding of like what what maybe people would have wanted or uh, I don't know it just it was a lot to rationalize and I could definitely feel that starting to um I don't know, just become troubling, like making the decisions that were getting harder and harder to make made it feel even worse to have to make those decisions when I was starting to feel that way. And like, I I don't know, it, it was just like, I'm a very, I'm a very hard worker also. (laughs) So like, to feel that way is like my least favorite feeling. I don't like upsetting people. I work really hard to get what I accomplish and like to have felt that vibe from people it was just really it it hurt like I don't know it really hurt to feel in that moment um and again to be surrounded by people who wanted the win so badly and not that I wasn't trying to potentially win but that was not ever the goal so like even that felt wrong in some ways i don't know i'm getting deep here (laughs) i'm i'm curious so it's it really reminds me of of lola in 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 the second season because she Mm -hmm. felt that way a lot um during the season of you know it was more of at least in, in in hearing her talk about it it had been more of a just a i'm gonna i'm gonna just gonna play this and see what happens and yeah you know she kind of she took to it really well and uh did really well and she aligned herself with people who complimented her and then she was winning like every immunity challenge basically and yeah as that as the season progressed it was something where slowly she began to realize like oh no wait like i'm actually really good at this and (laughs) I don't know exactly where the line was when she crossed over into like, no, I want to win now. I'm, mm-hmm. I've put myself in a position where I know I can. And yeah. that's what she did. And, you know, it was really, yeah, it was really great to like see that personal journey from her. And I know that at the time it was something that people in the viewers lounge weren't always the biggest fans of because Mm -hmm. you know if 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 it came out like tomorrow or whatever that you know 
the first 10 years in the NBA, LeBron James was like, I don't think I'm good enough to be here. Like, yeah, I think a lot of people are going to kind of roll their eyes at that, right? Like, I don't know how many MVPs and championships he won in that first 10 years, but like, it's not zero. Mm -hmm. So like the, uh, the idea that he felt like he didn't belong is kind of crazy. And I think there was some of that in the way that people felt because like she was so good at so many aspects of the game that to think like that you're not good at these things or that you weren't doing well or you didn't belong is kind of ludicrous and are you saying that I was good at this? No. <laughs> well, I was just about to say, like, obviously you weren't, obviously you weren't dominating every immunity challenge. You weren't finding advantages and stuff. But like, you know, you did get to the end. You got two votes at final tribal. Like, you did do a, an objectively good job as a yeah. player. So, like, the results are there. Um, yeah. And so, like, I, I don't know is was that you know how have you or i guess in that moment and we can talk about you know looking back on it after we get mm-hmm. wrap things up but like in the moment was there ever a point where you know that the, those positive thoughts kind of tried to creep in against yeah. the ones that were kind of other yeah yes i would say Talking to Waxler before we had to send him home was like a major bright spot for me. Like that sucked and I felt terrible doing that. But like knowing that we were okay and that we still had each other's backs like really helped me feel like I I at least had done something that made me feel positively about my experience. And then after I was there, after like we were kind of preparing for final tribal. Um, I think I remember talking to Shannon and being like, what the hell? Like, what, what am I doing? And I talked to my husband too. And I was just like, you know what? Like there are three of us. And like, I might as well just like try my best to win. Cause if there's something that I can do well for myself, it's talk and make people fucking think. So, like, for me, I was so ready to tear up Final Tribal because, like, <laughs> I could talk and finally, like, express myself in such a way that didn't feel like it was, like, here's what I'm doing. I'm at my, like, I'm working. As you ask me at what I'm doing every day, I'm fucking working. Like, I don't know. I felt like sometimes, like, the DMs, I didn't feel like I was, like, building anything but like being able to tell that story at final tribal felt like a major win and again like i just it was like i'm here i'm gonna try my best to do as well as i can so yeah i think like kind of after some of these like shitty votes and just like tough final experiences kind of came to a close even Samotion, like, I felt pretty damn good about the job I did in Samotion. And again, had I been on a keyboard, I would have killed it. <laughs> but I feel good about doing that on an iPad. So, like, whatever. Um, yeah, so I, I definitely ended up being, like, a positive experience. Um, and I finally was able to feel like, well, I think I also had to take the time to figure out how to rationalize some of those feelings and be ready to talk about them in a way that 
not only felt good to me, but also felt like an accurate representation of like who I was and what I was doing to tell that narrative, to build that narrative for um, sharing that with the jury and even just like sharing it with Bird and Court because like, I don't know, we all, we talk in the DMs, but it like, I feel like Final Tribal is or was for me like a chance to be more real and to address some things that I just felt were kind of in the air that maybe were more difficult to talk about in um in different circumstances. So oh, I don't know. <laughs> well, good. Uh, I'm glad it was something you could ultimately appreciate, I guess. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm okay. No. I'm okay, Ryan. <laughs> no, of course, of course. No, of course. No, no, I, I'm joking. I, I, I'm glad that, um, glad that I had friends who had done this before and were able to kind of understand that in such a way, because I don't think if I had that, I would have felt as justified in experiencing some of that. And like my husband was like, well, you're here. You've done your, your final three, like, shut up. You're doing great. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Um, so like, I just think I needed to hear that like something was something was right with what I was doing. There was something right at the end of the day that got me to that final three. So yeah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, let's let's get there. Um, All right. Yes. Final five immunity challenge was Nexus Lab. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if this was the best title, but uh, what it actually was was kind of a questionnaire um, mm -hmm. quiz. Uh, that asked you questions about the season and the sub channels. So, you know, right up your alley. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sure you saw what this challenge was and you immediately thought, this is, I'm going to win this. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> yeah. No, I went, oh shit. Okay. Uh, I guess it's time to be funny so you don't look stupid. <laughs> um, and I think I ended up probably still looking stupid, but um, I do remember referring to the trash cans as like stinky boys or something. And oh Shannon and I had a real good laugh about that for a while. So, <laughs> uh, so, uh, so we broke the questions up into pairs and mm -hmm. each pair of questions was related to a different section of the park um so yes what are the trash cans in intensity called your answer was stinky boys the mm -hmm. actual answer was volcano cans mine's um, arguably cooler <laughs> uh, Sigh. I'm joking. All right, Ryan, if you ever need someone to help you name stuff in the future, mm. it's gonna be me. No. <laughs> uh, the first question you get right is uh, from Rugrat Realm. The question was, are you capable of riding dinosaur go round? Uh, so it was a yes or no question. You had a 50-50 shot at it. And uh, you said no, which was correct. Hell yeah. <laughs> um... 
continuing your run of luck, the next question you got right was also uh, a binary question. True or false? There was a brown bunny prize that could be won. You said true. You got that one right as well. And that's it. Oh, darn it. Those were two good ones, though. I needed to know about the rides. Rides, big importance. And then also I love stuffed animals. So naturally I got that one right. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> what is the name of the person who owns Snexus Park? I believe you just put down your entire full name as your answer for this one. I think I did, and I think I talked about it in Tribal also. <laughs> uh, um, oh, okay, that, that sigh, Ryan. Come on. <laughs> oh, boy. It's it's a thing. Uh, and then the final section of questions were just um, more generic about the entire park overall, that sort of thing. Um, uh, so, like, what are the names of the bot representatives in Nexus Park? Uh, so, you know, obviously we're here looking for, um, names like Shanbot and Breadbot and Jessbot. And lo and behold, your answers are Dino and Hydra and Mega Crab and Monitor and Statbot, the literal bots that we put in the server to help us with things. That's a confusing question. That's one the, so the professor should throw out. <laughs> probably oh yeah i guess so you're probably right there um so now uh i this is the second time i've gone back to like analyze this challenge and scoring that we used really confuses me and i don't know why we did it the way we did Ooh, love that. um because it was like each question you got right like reduced your score and lowest score oh. one or something stupid yes. like that okay uh, but Anyway, perfect score was 20 points. Anything above that meant you got something wrong. And I don't know what a I don't know what you would get if you got everything wrong. I think maybe 50. I'm not sure. Uh, you had a 46. So not a zero, but uh, definitely a failing grade. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, however, like Court and Maddie both got 43s. So. Uh, we know who was out there exploring and who wasn't, uh, pretty much. Uh, which just leaves, uh, as always, Bird and Waxler. And they both got a 25, so they tied. And um, to determine the winner, because uh, we're not going to have two people get immunity at Final Five. That doesn't seem reasonable. Right. <laughs> uh, we went back and had them both resubmit everything they got wrong. And uh, if they could improve their score, whoever improved it more would, would win. And so uh, Waxler was able to fix two of his incorrect questions. And that was good enough to win yet another individual immunity. So Waxler is going to be safe here at Final Five. And I think he, he probably needed him. it. Yeah. He did. He definitely <laughs> did. I don't know. Yeah, that would have been a, I don't know things could have gotten weird if he had not gotten immunity and i probably would have been very sad also regardless of the outcome both <laughs> outcomes sucked so mm -hmm. so uh with that in mind what you know the how do you get to the point of targeting maddie Ooh, um yeah didn't love this one <laughs> hate all of them <laughs> um okay 
The only thing that really propelled this vote for Maddie was that he was giving me so much anxiety. Um, <laughs> a common thread. I get anxiety very easily. So whenever anyone was like pressuring me about a vote, it ended up like just giving me so much like, <laughs> uh, like, I don't know, like sweaty palms, indigestion, like crazy, just erratic behavior. So at, <laughs> I remember taking, I was on the Chicago bus driving down to meet Shannon for drinks and we are literally doing tribal on the bus and I just remember talking to Maddie that day and I can't I can't even remember who he was trying to push me on but it was just like we got this we got this we got to go da, 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 da. and like, I want to take you to the end and blow and I like love Maddie loved talking to Maddie but that amount of pressure for me in that moment I was just like I genuinely cannot if I if this goes with me to the end I'm going to be a nervous wreck <laughs> Mm-hmm. so i it was never like a move against maddie it was more like a move to support my sanity i guess <laughs> um trying to uh drag myself off the edge of um like i don't know i just was very uh, I, and this is now coming back to me as i'm thinking through this um maddie was also so quick to change his alignment with people or how forthcoming he seemed with me. I felt like he was just as easily going to be able to do that to anyone. And if he was like safely able to get through this vote, that it could have just as easily been me, like who he turned on the next time, just because like it would have been just as easy to do that. Like Maddie's ability to just kind of like pivot, 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 pivot was impressive and like i think i was good at that in other ways where i could kind of like put the blinders on and not get as emotionally involved but at the same time in trying to do that i was trying like maddie was kind of like my opposite in that way because maddie was like so involved but was still able to be very um unemotional about it (laughs) so I do remember that. I think I was worried that he was just likely to turn on me after that vote. So I was like, I'm worried about, well, I mean, again, I I was like, there's very little chance that I'm winning this, but, um, (laughs) and I think this was also when I was like trying to get people to vote for me, like I said, and I think Maddie refused. Um, and that was also when I was just like, I don't even want to have to make this decision. Um, but because no one is supporting me on voting me out, I guess, um, I guess I'll vote for Maddie. So he made it sound like more of a move and he was so sweet because he was like with me until the bitter end, um, including in final tribal. But, um, yeah, I, he was, he was very, I just, it was scary how quick quickly and easily he was able to just like reset his vision (laughs) scared the shit out of me a little bit (laughs) yeah it's it's like a very different uh version of your ability to kind of wipe a slate clean each day except uh his was with loyalty and exactly 
it's the same realm, but yeah, it's yeah. it's tricky for sure. Yeah. And again, like respect, because I think like if I had maybe had more experience with the strategy, like I probably had I wanted to go that route, I feel like I probably could have had like a similar approach to Maddie just because we both were good at that. But because I was playing from like this very emotional place and again, like really wanting to stick with who I am and like what I care about, like that just, it was such a polar opposite. It was scary. <laughs> uh, no, for sure. Uh, I get it. Like, I think you had said, um, you know, it wasn't a vote against Maddie, but a vote again, like in, in favor of like your own sanity almost. Yeah, and... which sounds stupid, but is honest. <laughs> no, I mean, I think that's a very, uh, you know, you don't often see that kind of a vote at final five, but like, it's a fairly common thing earlier on in the season where you're like, oh man, if I have to spend 30 days out here with this jerk, uh, <laughs> no thank you, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. And so, you know, not that, not that Maddie's a jerk, obviously, um, no, just no, that like no, the type of the style that he, the, what he was doing was just kind of rubbing you the wrong way, agitating you in, in smaller, frustrating methods and yeah. things like that. So yeah, 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 no, I, I understand that. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I mean, I guess, you know, was it something uh, it ends up being a 4-1 un unanimous vote on maddie was that something you assume or, or figured was going to happen did you know think there was going to be any division within um, um the group i mean i think at the time like i know that like bird and court were both really really tight at that point so i think they were kind of like confirmed as their number ones if not like at that point like shortly thereafter um waxler obviously was immune um no one would vote for me because they either thought i was stupid or they liked me <laughs> um so i guess like it was kind of a pretty it was a pretty straightforward vote with the knowledge that like there there really wasn't another way that I anticipated this going just because of like kind of where everyone was at in their game. And like, I, I could feel like, I think the day before tribal council, I remember like Ford and bird were both like nowhere to be seen. And I was like, huh? So we all talked a lot. And like, I, I'm sure that that is also common. Like you're not trying to win anyone over anymore, really. That's on that's remaining there but like i did find it kind of odd that like the channel of communication kind of like stopped and i was like "Ooh, i something is in the air like i feel it <laughs> i can tell that something is either like they have like pledged their allegiance to each other or like something is off um so i think i'd say that this was probably like the last like really um unclear vote in a way that like the allegiance lines weren't like fully drawn maddie was maybe like the final wild card that could have kind of gone either way so i think i entered this feeling pretty calmly but also pretty shitty because i i do really enjoy him and like it was a bummer to see him go 
Um, and again, I, I like placed my boat. I like jumped off the bus and just like, <laughs> like went and met up with Shannon was just like, I just need a minute. Like I feel awful right now and I don't know what to do about it. So yeah, I don't know. This one felt pretty straightforward, but it really was a rough go at it. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's that, it's that time of the game, you know, it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it, it kind of goes off as, as expected. Um, everyone, I remember being, you know, this is the point in the tank in the game when everybody, uh, at tribal council is just kind of, as long as it's not me, like, yeah, <laughs> everything's, everything's awful, but it has to be done. And, and hopefully it's not my turn. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, uh, yeah, it's a four to one vote against Maddie. Maddie votes for court, and then there were four. Yep. Then there were four. What the heck? <laughs> wow. We, really? We got Crazy. we got down here. The final individual immunity challenge. Win it, and you are guaranteed a spot at final tribal council. Guaranteed Ooh. a final to be a finalist. And as has been the case since our second season, uh, the final immunity challenge is some version of Simotion, which uh, popularized in the show as a mechanism um, where you're dropping, I don't know what they actually are, but they look like um, uh, billiard balls into uh, a track and you drop it in the top and then it comes down one of two spots on the on the bottom that it switches every time it happens and as the challenge progresses jeff probes is like all right you're gonna add another ball all right you're gonna add another ball and so you know it's a pretty you know if there's one ball in there like you can do this forever kind of thing yeah and then each time you add one it's a little more difficult it's a little more difficult um yeah so that's kind of the vibe we're going for in most of these emotion <laughs> challenges of like here's something pretty simple and yep. now we're going to see how far we can push you in doing this simple task until it breaks you. Love uh, that. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, who doesn't want to have their will and spirit broken? Yeah, I was really in the market for that right around that time. So yeah. thank you. <laughs> so for this one, uh, I'd remembered, I don't know, I think a lot of classrooms and like elementary school had these posters up where it was just a big long list of colors in text form but each word was the font color was different from what color the word was and so the trick was can you you know how fast can you read through this as the color of the thing and not the word of the thing it's really hard right yeah. um it yeah, takes it, it takes a lot of focus and um attention to detail to to do it with any sort of real speed and that's what we did here so we would constantly so we, we progressively would post a, a longer string of words each time and then in your challenge channels you would have to respond uh, with the actual colors of the text not the words um, within a some amount of time i think it was um yes 
think it was like every minute. I probably just made that up. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, six, every 60 seconds, you had to send a single, unedited, error-free message that lists every color in order. So if there was a spelling mistake, a typo, the colors were in the wrong order, you included extra colors, eh, wrong. Um, you could send a, re a replacement message and fix it, but, you know, the longer they get, the harder that's going to be because your time is going to slowly run out. Absolutely. Um, all right. So you said you did this on your iPad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, tell, me, tell me about it. I know we went through and tested uh, the loading time for these images with everybody to make sure it wasn't slow for mm -hmm. anybody. But uh, yeah. yeah. How did this go? Dude, I did pretty well. I think my main problem was, yes, I was on the iPad at the end of the day. And I, <laughs> I was also doing this like in my living room. And I probably should have just like given myself like a fortress of solitude moment. Because I definitely was like typing, but like talking. So like I, I should have just had a better keyboard. But otherwise, like I was doing really well. And so when I got out, like... I know that if I had had like a slightly different environment, like I wish that it could have gone a little bit differently. And dude, if I had gotten, if I had won immunity, like I, mm. <laughs> I'm so curious what would have unfolded. Um, <laughs> and at, obviously like, I, I think I came in like, I think court got out before me. It might've been yes. between Waxler and Bird. Okay. Um, yeah. So like, I obviously didn't, do the showing that I wanted to do on this particular one, but like I am a hard typist to beat. So if I had had the proper materials and the proper environment, like I, I, I think it would have gone a different way. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, we got, let's see. So court was eliminated on the first image that had 18 colors on it. Ooh, um, yeah. You were eliminated on the second image that had 21 colors on it. Uh, and it wasn't for lack of, it wasn't for error. It was just for speed uh, and time. Yeah. And then Waxler is eliminated on the image that had 28 words on it. Okay. And TBD, how long Bird would have been able to go beyond that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, can, I can actually see how close bird came or like how fast bird was able to do these mm -hmm. to see if it was anything even remotely close to being eliminated if we were getting down to tense times i don't know um it was taking bird about 30 seconds at okay. that point to to enter all the the responses so if that follows we could have been looking at say 55 <laughs> words yep. in a single message um, yeah. though that, you know, the more there are, the faster you're trying to go. Maybe you make more mistakes between now and then, but ultimately bird is our winner. Yes. Um, and bird has guaranteed themselves a spot at final tribal council. They are immune. They are safe. They cannot be voted for one of the other three of you will be eliminated and narrowly miss out on that last, <laughs> on the last, on the, on the final tribal council yeah <laughs> very very sad uh, hate to be the person that gets voted out at four um yep. so um 
you know, you're in a situation where you really can only vote for Court or Waxler at this point. So mm-hmm. was that much of a decision? Did you have a discussion with people about this? Or was it something that you kind of, well, once you saw the results, you're like, well, I guess that's what I'm doing. So yeah, I mean, again, I wish that I had, well, one, I guess I could have just kind of like blown off the promises that I had made to other people. Because at this point, like, you've got a good shot of making it to the end. And if you get out, like, it really is at chance at this point in time. So like, I take giving my word pretty seriously. So when court had asked me probably a couple days or a week in advance, I was like, yeah, sure. Like, again, still not thinking that I would be making it all the way. Um, Again, had found like a fun back and forth with her. Like I just, it was an easy conversation to be had between the two of us. So when I found myself in that position, it was a real slap in the face because at the same time I had had this like really nice friendship unfolding with Waxler and he ultimately was like the person who um we just connected on like a on a level that I didn't really anticipate and like our friendship was just so nice so when he came to me asking if I would vote uh, or just like so that he could go to rocks with court effectively i i was so like ashamed that i had just like completely missed where some of these things could like really get in the way of being able to make more fluid decisions that were um ones that i just i hadn't really taken seriously in the moment but then like after having done them it just didn't feel right to go back on them so I was really rattled by that and like Waxler and I had again just like we're on a on just a friendship where like I don't know like Crystal would always say that like she was just surprised that we like got to be friends and like he didn't really talk to people as much and so like the fact that we both just like found this nice little friendship was I think surprising to both of us and something that was nice to have in a game like this where toward the end there is so much um plotting or like just backstabbing like I don't know it it was a nice bright spot to have so throughout that day I kind of like let that message percolate in my inbox while I was at work and I was just like and I I I'm gonna feel even worse if I don't just like talk to him about it so I basically was super honest with him about the position that I was in and being the friend that he is and the person who like I again he took that in such stride and with such kindness that like I was really taken aback because I really didn't know where that conversation was going to lead but I think like in the fact that we both had found this friendship and just being honest with him was like my my ability to kind of find like some peace with where the game had come to and my part in it 
So it sucked, but there really was not a path forward to me that didn't feel like I was like going back on a promise or blowing something up that I had said to someone else. So I wanted to be honest with Waxler going into it so that he didn't feel blindsided. Um, but yeah, it, it was <laughs> one of those things where I like, next time I will tell no one <laughs> <laughs> Um, you want to go to the end with me? Okay, cool. Thanks for telling me that. I'm not ever saying shit back to you. Um, so I don't know. Good learning for next time. Um, cause again, like that, the end to him not getting immunity or anything, like it just made it that much harder and really put me in a corner that I didn't feel like I had much of a choice in either. So. Yeah, that's, uh, I don't know. I, think the rule number one or something I hear people talk about in, in Real Survivor is that if anyone proposes an alliance with you, you always say yes, uh, no matter <laughs> yeah. what your real thoughts are. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, this is kind of tangential to that in, mm -hmm. you know, but like it depends on the type of player you are and the type of player you want to be as far mm -hmm. as, you know, if you are comfortable with, just you know saying yes to everybody and then doing whatever you want after that like more power to you um yeah but then there are also going to be a lot of people who value the fact that you told them yes and you stood by that you know mm -hmm. and uh that kind of is where you enter into that territory of well who are the people i'm playing with right if you're yeah. playing with you know 16 staffs then yeah maybe you should keep your word when you say you're going to do something but yeah. that's generally not what not who you're playing with every time so <laughs> yeah um yeah it's it's uh tough to navigate all the uh agreements and things like that especially when you're making those agreements at a time when you're not expecting that any of them are going to matter yeah 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 and I mean, I think for me, after playing the game the way that I did, had I, I would have felt like it was kind of like a, a disservice to the game that I had played to not stand by that. So to have that unroll or unfurl in such a way, like, I think I felt the most positively that I could about where I landed and how I ended up. And if I had handled that differently, I don't know that I would have felt that way so i felt like at least i did something good <laughs> in the course of this well good 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 um so uh ultimately we follow through with no fire making contest uh it is a three to one vote against waxler he becomes the eighth and final member of the jury and You've done it. Woo! What? You, you did it. You are you are a finalist. What the heck? Yeah. <laughs> what is what is that feeling like? <laughs> like shock, probably, because again, I had no concept of that uh, uh, like happening ever, um, and I felt like. You know, there was kind of some like, uh, like, I know that not some people or some people don't want me to be here, but I've got to, I'm here 
So now it's time for me to just do everything that I can to be proud of that and take it to the end. And like, I was happy to be sitting beside Bird in court. Um, so it was, it was very exciting. I still went in thinking like, you know, there's probably a low likelihood that I'm going to pull this off. But honestly, with the way that final tribal went I was like for a few minutes I was like maybe I'm gonna be like first runner up like I don't know this shit's kind of hitting the fan like I'm really not sure so I think um it just was kind of like overwhelming I I remember kind of doing some prep for it again like I'm I feel like I'm pretty good with words or like talking (laughs) I don't know so being able to like express myself wasn't something that I was worried about so as far as like do I think I can stand my ground here and do well I felt more confident heading into final tribal than I have in many situations throughout the season so if that's any uh that probably sounds crazy but for me I was like I'm excited for this like I get to type and talk like fabulous (laughs) I got it Yeah, that's you have earned your right to argue for argue your case against the jury, tell them all why you deserve to win, why you're the best, why everyone else is garbage. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, as somebody who prides themselves on being able to talk and, and type and all that sort of thing, like what, you know, you end up having not sure exactly i think the schedule allowed for like a day off and rites of passage uh before we got to ftc so i guess we can talk on that first um yeah you get rites of passage allows you to revisit all of these people that have been voted out throughout the course of the game how you know what was that sort of like kind of going back through the cast and remembering or perhaps not remembering everybody who had come before you? Um, I thought that that was really fun. I mean, I, from the person that I am, you probably would guess that, like, getting to hang out with my friends and talk about how, like, how cool they are was, like, a fun <laughs> opportunity. So for me, I thought that that was a really nice way to honor the people who like didn't end up in jury honor those who did and like I don't know I I hope it shows that like I really had fun and had like real experiences with these folks and like had jokes or like things that like came into memory so like I don't know I'm a pretty sentimental person so like getting to look back on that was actually really fun and I think a nice way to kind of culminate the experience like we were all there we all experienced it people got out at different points but like we had all done this cool thing together so um i don't know it felt like a nice way to tie up the season with a bow kind of yeah a nice reminder of everything that it's taken to get to the point you're at now Um, for sure and all the people who helped you get there because it's not you in many ways too so like for those times that people made me laugh or made my day better like just through chatting like that I was so glad to be able to like express that (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's I'm curious uh 
when you're going through this and seeing what everyone else is saying about these same people and often these are moments where people are fairly candid about their relationships that they had Um, yeah especially given the three three of three people who were there this season um i think you were all very open about the way everyone kind of related to you and what your experiences had been with everyone that had been eliminated what what is it about um or I, I, not really or reading the the responses and comments that court and bird had about these same people um did you learn and realize a lot that had been going on or relationships and bonds that had formed that you weren't even aware of and you know kind of surprised to find mm-hmm. out like oh wow like man me and waxler were pretty close and then like oh the court and bird also had really good relationships with him or that, that sort of thing yeah yeah that that's a good point to be made i mean in some ways well especially like the earlier folks who had gotten out like there were less like surprises but again i i could definitely tell that something was in the works between bird and court for certain and this like definitely like (laughs) double underline big bold font print whatever made it very apparent for that and then I'd say like I think it's interesting to kind of look at our answers contextually I'm just kind of scrolling through right now but like I was focused more on like the things that we got to chat about together like the things that I had learned about these people and I think in some ways, like, Court and Bird's answers were way more like, here is how you are in the game, or, like, you're very, like, I I don't know, it felt more like commentary on the play in some ways, and not that that's a bad thing at all, but I I think that there's definitely some more, like, I don't know, apologizing, apologies for Darcy about, like, getting her out, or Bram, or whatever, um, I think there was more, like, game talk in some of their commentary than, like, me kind of reflecting on, like, the fun moments that we had together, which is an interesting contrast, I guess, and kind of, like, the contrast of what, (laughs) what, I guess, at our crux, like, the different people that we are and the different ways that we approached this. Um, Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I, I, like, I don't think I took... Like, I don't think I raised any eyebrows about those other relationships per se, but I, I do, I did see like more apologizing or like commentary on like the gameplay than I might have infused into mine. Okay. Yeah. I think there's, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting blip, I guess, in the season because on the one hand, I think a lot of people are, have a tendency to view this few rites of passages like all right like this is there's no strategy here there's no gameplay involved we're just talking about our friends and talking about the people we've lost and and um hope to meet up with in a couple of days once everything's all done yeah yeah it's weird it's like (laughs) you're ending this voyage and you're gonna see people in a couple days but in some ways it feels so still far removed from that as well i don't know that didn't make a lot of sense but (laughs) you're like frozen in time kind of like there's still a lot before you're gonna all be in the same place again (laughs) yeah absolutely 
Um, so let's let's talk about it. Um, as somebody, I, I kind of started to ask you this earlier, but uh, as somebody who likes to talk, good at typing and and what all whatnot. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh what did you did you plan what you wanted to talk about what you wanted to highlight how you wanted to present yourself um and then did you have sort of guidelines as far as how you wanted to uh interact with court and bird like ignore them um only say Mm -hmm. nice things about them try to be kind of strategic about that like what was your plan um well, I'd say, yes, I did do some preparation. I tried to consider how best to frame up the way that I had, quote unquote, played the experience. Um, but as far as like how I was going to engage with Court and Bird, I we all got there in different ways. And I think like the ways that both of them approached it or admirable in their own ways. So like I knew that there were going to be things that were going to be questioned or contested against in terms of birds experience or um, some of the things that people were asking court about. I mean, I, I feel like there was a large portion of the conversation that was just like very bird focused, not that court was not involved in that, but there was a large portion where I kind of like, answered my questions and then kind of stepped back and I felt like the heat was very much like not on me for a long time or court for that matter too. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think as far as how I wanted to approach it, I wanted to be as, well, as positive in their, as positive and reflecting on what they had done as I could be, because again, we're all there together. There's really no other chance beyond that one to be there together doing that thing. And then like, again, there were all ways that we got there and whether they were good or bad or neutral, like there was really nothing for me to gain by being critical about that necessarily. I will say, like, when it came time to, like, how I wanted to speak about my experience, like, I knew the things that I was going to have to prove to the jury as far as, like, why I was there, what I had done, what value I had brought brought to the table. But um, I don't think that I needed to, like, tear down either of the other two games um, to get there. So I think I went in, like, wanting to do my best to represent myself and then letting Bird and Court both have the opportunity to do that for themselves with respect because they did the same thing for me. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that was kind of how I approached it. I did pre-write my my like opening opening speech just so that I could have that ready to go and kind of think on... Um, like the way that I was um, framing things up. Um, I work in marketing. So like considering like the way that you're framing up content versus um, even like changing a sentence that you may say that sounds like more negative versus like pitching that a positive way. Like, I don't know, simple things, just like changing words, whatever. Um, But I think that that is 
a super important finding and one that like in prep um was an interesting finding like something that I was like oh well I don't want to be like I know that I didn't really do a lot to get here but it was like I didn't fuck with anyone to get here but I did my part uh, I, I don't know just like finding ways to frame up what I had done in a way that didn't feel like a disservice to myself or made it sound like I um didn't know what I was talking about or was trying to frame things up in kind of like a well I'm sorry I'm here but I'm gonna take my time to share my story but like I got here because I didn't um I didn't backstab I didn't lie to you all and I got here because I was the person that you enjoyed having around and somehow managed to stay out of the drama so I don't know I think I just needed to like find a way to frame that up and some of the the negative connotation that I feel like my game had, I really had to like rationalize with how best to to pitch that to the jury, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what um, did you, I guess, you know, it's so much of Final Tribal Council is knowing what to say and how to say it and, and how to present yourself. But there's a whole, there's a large component of it that is as much you know, knowing how to boost yourself and make yourself mm-hmm. appear in, in a positive light as it is knowing what the jury themselves want to find out and want yeah. you to say. And that yeah. is that is a very difficult proposition. So were you, uh, how how much, you know, looking at the, the jury we had, so SMM, Spengeman, Jordan, Darcy, Bram, Chaco, Maddie, Waxler, um, I don't know. Did you have any kind of inclination as to specific avenues you felt that the group were going to be interested in or would value over other things? Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like the main thing I needed to contend with was proving why I was there and making it and being honest about what I had brought to the table. Like to me, it felt like I needed to fight for my right to be there because I feel like some of those folks did not share that viewpoint and that is totally okay like I we've talked about this like I I I get that that's okay Um, but I knew going in that that would be the thing that I was most likely going to need to not only have like a very strong opinion on but be ready for people not to necessarily be swayed by that and to have to be okay with that um so for me i i wanted i i don't know i kind of wanted to be like the voice of reason during it in some ways not that i was trying to like disprove what other people were saying but like as far as the person that had maybe had the least like ziggy zaggy trip (laughs) trip to final tribal Um, I wanted to be the person that was, um, who I guess had the least to least wrongs to write and maybe just the most explanation of like my why at the end of the day versus like needing to apologize for people that they had backstabbed or needing to kind of like, uh, explain like an under the radar game that took like a very twisty route to get there or something like that. So 
for me, it was very much just like proving why I was there. Um, and I knew that that was going to be a big through line. And I was ready to have people come at me with those questions. In a lot of ways, I feel like I had a pretty, um, not like low-key final tribal, but as far <laughs> as like people that were getting um, really questioned hard, like I feel like I, I had... I not only got questions that I felt like I could answer, but I feel like I was able to make some traction in not necessarily swaying people, but giving people um, giving people the things that they had been wanting to know for a long time. So I felt like looking back, like I thought that I did a better job of being able to like do that than I necessarily had going in and thinking that I would. So. <laughs> no, that's, it's always, you know, good to uh, get more out of it than you might've expected uh, or for yeah. it to be an easier path than maybe you, you think it would be. Um, Cause I think, uh, yeah, like your, the, the sort of narrative of your, time in the game getting to this to the end like the big thing you have to respond to is like well what did you do this whole time right mm -hmm. like how do you mm -hmm. convince us that um you haven't just been floating along that you have been active in playing this game and that can be a really tough like narrative to combat at most mm -hmm. times um yeah so you know it's getting any traction in the first place with that is is a really really good thing um yeah and it doesn't hurt that uh one of your companions there uh got a lot of very negative uh attention <laughs> yeah. and so yeah. you had mentioned that you know you'd answer a question and then you'd kind of sit back as the jury and bird for the most part um mm -hmm. fought <laughs> In, mm -hmm. in in sense how yeah. i guess like was that anything you expected were you f aware that there was going to be that kind of um, hostility might be a little strong but hostility uh regarding the game that bird had played and as you're reading some of these exchanges like is it eye-opening is it how are you kind of feeling about it yeah i mean I feel like that was kind of the general tune of things. Like, I don't think that I found it necessarily surprising. I was perhaps surprised how long that piled on. Like, some of the questions started to get repetitive. It was like, yes, like, we mm -hmm. get that you're upset, but, like, Bird has gone through it. Can we please just, like, let them have a break like i would have answered anyone's dumb question just to give bird like a chance to breathe or something so i don't think i found it surprising i went in anticipating that bird would be the focal point um but i i definitely felt um I, my my heart went out to bird i mean like there, there was obviously the right to have those conversations and to air those grievances and to speak about those uh, or have birds speak about those things. But 
um, at a certain point, like, is it, is it healthy? Is it moving the conversation forward past a certain point? At some, at some point it was like, we're, we've already said this, like Bert has explained this. We're, <laughs> are we really getting anything new out of what's been said at this point? So I, I don't know. I felt badly that that was kind of the tune of the evening because while like it wasn't easy to be there and I, I like having to explain that I didn't do nothing was not like a fun thing to have to explain to people like I know that I had a considerably easier time through that than Bird did um so again probably not surprising but I was surprised how long that went on perhaps and then also how um just kind of how one one answer to a similar question wasn't enough. Like people wanted to hear it from Bird again, just so that they could be the one asking the question at a certain point. It kind of felt like. I hope that doesn't sound overly critical. That just kind of was that that sort of vibe to me at a certain point. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I think it's it's tough because. Uh, I think a lot of criticisms lobbed at just the survivor juries in general, um, yeah. specifically on the show, is that they often tend to make things about themselves, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's a, there's a line somewhere where that's okay, because uh, at the end of the day, like it is partly about them, right? Like the three yeah. of you are there yeah. convincing them to vote for yes. you. So. Yep. You, you know, if I want, if I'm in the jury and I want you to tell me to compliment me, like, all right, like whoever compliments me the best, I'm going to vote for like, all right, let's do yeah. it. Start groveling. Um, but it is true that like in this particular instance, there were so many people on the jury who had both been burned by bird during the season, uh -huh. as uh -huh. well as people who had seen or experienced bird burn someone close to them and wanted yeah. to address that and wanted to react yeah. to it. And, you know, I think, you know, SMM, I think bring kind of gets started in that realm. And then when we get to Jordan, I think the kind of floodgates start to open up there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, and I, I mean, everyone has the right to do that. I think like, Oh, you brought something up and it triggered something in my brain and now it's gone. Um, shoot, I, uh, juries making it about themselves, um, oh God, asking, <laughs> oh, getting oh, them to vote okay. for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there were so many people that entered saying that they weren't going to vote for Bird. Mm. And then to give Bird so much of a platform going in in that realm, even if that is not <laughs> the truth, I thought was a really stupid way to handle it in some ways. <laughs> It was like okay well if you're not gonna vote for them like why would you yeah yeah why are we even doing this or not doing like why are we continuing to scratch this itch <laughs> sure sure no that's a really good point uh and and i i mean it's depending on who you ask like the responsibility of the jury is is a little different for each person yeah. um yeah i know uh, Jack, who played in our first season, is very fond of of saying that like the jury should be completely open, like a juror should be 
totally open when they show up at final tribal they should spend as much time as it takes to get to learn everything they can about the finalists and what they've done throughout the game they should make their decision based on everything and every piece of information that they have available to them um whatever that means and i like that i i think in a perfect world like the jur- jurors are more like that than not mm-hmm. but that's yeah. just it's just not gonna happen you're gonna have people who are i don't know dumb i guess like <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. well and not even yeah i i don't know i i get that there is a purpose i'm not trying to like cut down yeah. the process i just no. like there was if that's the way you're going in, then you're obviously coming in not with an open mind. But if you are coming in with an open mind, then like mix up the questions so we're getting new information. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Never mind. I'm yeah. The, there's a difference between having an open mind and having um, preferences and leanings and and having like rigid no, I'm not doing this or yes, I am doing this type of things because. Yes no one's going to be able to come in completely open to every no. single finalist. No. no. The the amount of work that you have to do to convince somebody uh, to get your to get a vote for yourself is going to be different than what court's going to need to do for that same person then it's going to be different from for what sure. birds going to need. And for there are going to be people like you know, as we're going to see when these votes come out, there were people that showed up that didn't want to vote for bird and did there are going to be people who thought they were going to be voting for bird and didn't there are people who you know were leaning toward court that didn't vote for court people who you know were you know people who are more likely to vote for you people who more likely it just these somehow these eight people in this jury kind of cover the entire spectrum and um i mean that's i mean that's kind of great in its own right right yeah um it's just it's interesting like it very much was um i guess the results surprised me like some people came in seeming to have such an axe to grind and then to have the outcome that we did which like was a great outcome it just was a surprising one after some of the hard-hitting claims that no one was going to vote for Bert. <laughs> so it was just, it was a funny, funny way that things unfolded. <laughs> so now, as as Final Tribal unfolds and, mm-hmm. you know, the questions are repetitive and uh, whatnot and whatever else comes up, how are you feeling as far as your own prospects are concerned related to getting people's votes from the jury? I mean, I I felt like I was going in as an underdog. I know that I had a lot of people on the jury who just were not behind the game that I had played, and that was okay. So I was there to do as best that I could do, and I felt that for people to be receptive to that, like I was proud of the job that I had done, and for people to be open to listening to some of that stuff and just be willing to give me the floor like I'm I was happy with how it went for myself I'm not sure that I necessarily was like oh I think I I, I'm seeing the tide turn like I can feel myself gaining the lead or anything like that but I I left feeling like I had done myself a service in standing up for being there at the end 
And that for me was like a win enough, hmm. honestly. <laughs> so we, we get to the end of things, um, mm-hmm. calling for the jury to vote. Um, you've posted, you're posting your closing statements. And now we are going to reveal the votes and find out who the winner is. Big, (laughs) big moments. Um, And so tell me, walk me through kind of how the the sort of highs and lows of this original vote reveal. Um, I mean, I know that no one in third place had gotten any votes before. I believe believe that that's accurate to say. So I was proud that I had garnered Mm -hmm. some. Yep. Um, I think like finding out that I was going to have to cast that boat, but I don't think I even realized it, I, it wasn't told to me that that was going to be like the tiebreaker or anything. So I'm glad that I didn't know that going into it because I definitely would have like sweated that decision more. Um, but I mean, I think like at the end of the day, Bird played a great game and like that can't be contested like they might have taken some ways to get there that other people would not be like hooray hurrah about (laughs) um but i i felt confident putting that vote down um i from day one i had chatted with bird we had had a good relationship um and i felt confident in voting for them at the very end too so i think um it, it was interesting. I mean, I was surprised again that I got any votes whatsoever. So for that, it was a nice, like, I, I did well enough to prove to some people that, like, I was here. And if it, even if it wasn't the way that they would have played their game, like, they still respected the way that I was here doing things and gave me the mm-hmm. time and place to share that story. So, like, that for me felt awesome. Um... I don't know. I it was it was crazy to find out that I was the tiebreaker. Like I wasn't expecting that. Um, but again, I feel like Bird got the win in a way that they deserved it, definitely. So I was happy with the outcome. And if I could be the tipping point, like hell yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a first a lot of firsts um <laughs> this season in yeah. a lot of ways. Um the first third place finisher or i guess the first final tribal that had three people at it that everyone received a vote um which would then be replicated (laughs) in academy and suruwali as well yes and the first and currently only time we've had a tie for the win just looking at the jury and so (laughs) we had uh i think i forget like the actual timeline here i think it was toward the end of FTC when we asked every when we asked the fi- all of you to vote for somebody else that was there. Okay, okay. Re- I didn't know if everyone had to cast one ultimately. So that okay, interesting to know. <laughs> yes, we asked all of you because we weren't okay. sure who. Yeah, we were. We didn't sure. know if it was going to be a tie, and if there was, we had no idea who it was going to be between. So we needed to have everyone do it just in case. This wasn't something we'd ever done before though i do think we said i think i at least told bird that like oh no we've done this in the past like this is routine (laughs) because we don't want (laughs) you to think like we had it all together (laughs) (laughs) 
we don't want you to think like, oh, this must mean there's a tie. Well, no, it doesn't. Stop. Uh, (laughs) um, It it did, though. That's exactly what it meant, that we felt there was a very good chance of a tie. And so all three finalists submitted a tie-breaking vote. And all of that, the evidence of that has long been deleted. And uh, the only one that anyone knows about was yours because it was the only one needed. And so we get this 3-3-2 tie. We pull out the tie-breaking vote from Steph Chap, and we have a winner in Bird. Hooray, Bird! (laughs) They did it despite all the animosity. (laughs) They pulled it off. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so... I guess what is what's the sort of first exhaling feeling you have now that things are officially over? <laughs> um hmm. Well, I had um I had worn Shannon had told me to wear a tiara, I think, for <laughs> the length of trial. So I had like a bottle of Prosecco and like my tiara and I was just like typing furiously on the couch that entire night and so I took the tiara off I'm pretty sure I had finished my Prosecco so that was more just like an afterthought but like I think I shut my laptop and just kind of like sighed and was one really happy for Bird um really enjoyed again that entire process like final tribal was though it got heated and there was some negativity and obviously like wasn't a perfect experience for everyone i'm sure like i really enjoyed that event a lot (laughs) um so i think like just having that sigh after again typing for several hours and feeling like um, while my job there wasn't the hardest of anyone's, I definitely felt like we had climbed a mountain <laughs> and the tiara was weighing down on my head. Um, so just taking that breath was like a very big first step. And I think like I, again, had some of that fear as far as like, how is the entire community going to hate me or resent me for being here or whatnot so to then kind of step into that area um and with like the results of the the um superlatives and things like that like Mm -hmm. i was really glad that um i was not expecting like a warm reception so it was nice to be like welcomed back into the community with open arms even though like i don't know we we come here to compete. We commentate on what we're seeing. We spectate what we're seeing. Like there's a lot of um, critical thinking that goes into like examining a season. But like at the end of the day, everyone is a pal and everyone is there because they love what they're doing. So um, I don't know. That was a nice, that was a really that was a big surprise for me, I guess. So after like the piece of having done that whole thing and then to be welcomed warmly back into that community was a really awesome culmination of that experience. Absolutely. Uh, no, I, I think 
gosh, I mean, it's been so long, but I do don't I don't really remember much negativity um, from outside of the game surrounding your specific <laughs> involvement. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you you were the recipient of the least likely to lie superlative this season. Oh, yes. Um, I think that fits. I think that fits. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I was like, okay, if I was going to get anything like <laughs> that feels like a good one to get. Cause for me, that felt like a good, uh, measurement of how my experience in game had gone. And I really did want to play close to who I am and close to the values that I, align myself with so like yes maybe the next time i'll go be <laughs> chaos queen but for this one like it was just nice getting my feet wet with something that felt very close to who i was it didn't feel like something that i was adding anxiety or stress on myself by playing as someone that i wasn't comfortable um rationalizing about later so for me that felt like a good first intro to orbs Good, good, good. Um, I'm glad. I, I'm glad you had a good time. I'm. Yes. Congrats on how well you did. Thank and, you. Uh, yeah. No. It was. It was something. It was quite something. It was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had again. I. I then went to Shannon and I was like, "You were right. Now I understand that this is like." <laughs> so all-consuming like you were so right i thought you were nuts <laughs> so it all made sense but yeah it, it was like a very cool experience and one that like trying to explain to someone without just being like oh just join the server and like apply or whatever like it's a very niche <laughs> thing to explain like i guess everyone i know is not <laughs> not in the org world so it takes a lot of like a well, are you familiar with Discord? Oh, you you downloaded it to play Among Us as well. Perfect. Okay, well, so you know how it works. Um, but trying to kind of explain like the premise beyond that. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's been cool to share that with other people too. I think they're surprised, like surprised like I was that this is such a big, robust community. Mm -hmm. And uh, and they're all gonna apply and play a future season, right? Yes, I'm going to try. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Um, well, we enjoyed your presence and uh, you. <laughs> time in the season so much that we wanted you to be more involved yes. in things. So I was shocked, Brian, <laughs> truly. I was like, what? Okay, cool. I guess they actually don't hate me. They all weren't lying to me saying that they didn't hate me. <laughs> so um, in your season, we had yes. a ride uh, that was like a virtual simulator. And it that simulator had three different stories that it would tell based on your decision um, uh, in a weird sub-channel thing and one of those stories because you know obviously i mean i don't need to explain it to you you remember all this uh <laughs> one of those stories um we we had created like we do easter eggs for any 
mm-hmm. um, anybody who is on the Mega Crab tier or higher, where we put your likeness somehow into the game. And Muse, third place finisher from Mojo Desert, uh, what his Easter egg your, during your season was one of these stories revolved around a character named Devi Muse, uh, who was kind of presented as the James Bond style character within this universe. And so in our ninth season, we had come up with the theme of spies and the name espionage. And so we were going to like, well, we want Devi Muse to be a big part of this because that's the spy, right? That's we had mm-hmm. we had included a couple of references to Devi in our eighth season and Victa, the one after yours. And we're like, well, let's let's go bigger. How big can we go with this? And I don't even remember whose idea it was um, to have a I think I think we originally were toying with the idea that the season would take place in the past and pat and and uh progress over time from um the comic written era to radio to like movies and stuff within the season so you would progress so like in the what ends up happening is that like you can find pieces of the comic book uh to one of the devi muse stories in the pre-merge portion of the game and then at some point in the post-merge uh you can listen to a radio program about one of these Devi Muse stories and the movie part kind of doesn't really happen so (laughs) we had so we had this Devi Muse and Muse and we needed uh, a whole cast of characters to (laughs) to fill out this story and I think it was Meg's idea to have everyone else involved be other third place finishers from previous seasons and so including yours truly so you know we're looking at meg obviously Mm -hmm. snoop muse bun wind moss yourself and mary who was third in invicta and then so then it was like okay well who's gonna be what and how do we gonna that's a lot of characters to be in a in a story that's not gonna be can't be too complicated or we'll never get it done um and so on and so forth so uh yeah it was it was kind of an undertaking thankfully all of you were like yes we're in totally let's do it so i wrote what ends up being like a 30 minute radio play i think when i compiled everything together into a file let me see if i can find that um yeah about 33 minutes long when i compiled every single part together and had you all record your parts um so you are the villain steph fellows uh the recurring villain in these stories and i loved that idea that i think that was one of the first um characters i thought of because i was like you were least likely to lie during your season (laughs) you were uh you know playing in a season where uh you know the villain ultimately won the season bird um and i thought you being this very happy smiley laughing person would be the perfect sort of presence as a villain because that's not usually how you see them and no. so uh yeah what do you, how do you, i don't know tell me about 
what what you felt and and about doing this and being part of it well when you reached out to me i am terrible at discord and i forget to check it for like months at a time so bless you for first of all tracking me down <laughs> i remember when you were trying to find me for playing um playing the season and you had to have shannon text me because i had forgotten to check <laughs> discord for months so when you reached out <laughs> I think I had forgotten to respond to some other DMs and I truthfully thought you were going to reach out to me and be like, you're a real disservice to this community. Like people oh, no. are aware that you're not responding to them. And I was like, Oh, oh God. No. Oh, so I was like, what they want me to be. What? Uh, what? Uh, okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, I mean, I was like so excited that again, like, one, I wasn't in trouble for being the idiot who forgets Discord all the time. And then two, um, as an improviser, as someone who studied theater, who loves theater in general, like, I thought that this was going to be so much fun. I think, like, when you and I started kicking around ideas or you were like, tell me some qualities that this person has or, like, what would they find in your... Um, your lair or things like that where like world building um, and why Shannon had kind of like looped me into this community was like it's such a big part of what we do with improv so to get to kind of like do that with you behind the scenes have a very like valid vested opportunity to build a character that can be close by to who I am, but plays upon being an evil person and involves my dog and involves all these crazy things that are all like, a lot of them are true, some of them are not, was such a fun, um, fun process. So like, for me, I, I enjoyed this so much because one, like, this season... I had way less understanding of like how this was going to fit into the bigger picture than um, during Academy. Like I knew kind of the running order of how we would fit into Academy, but like this was so, um, so much of like a collaborative process that it really, I mean, you, you could, I'm sure tell in our DMs, I was just like getting excited about like the dumbest things. So I loved that. I felt like I really, um vibed on that kind of thing too like that's where I really hit my stride I'd say so like for me this was like a great opportunity I was like I'm not great at playing this but if you need me to like build a world like I'm your girl <laughs> so um but I do remember also when you said that I was the villain I was like lol what and then you were like well you type in paragraphs and that's very villainous and I was yes. like shit <laughs> burn all right <laughs> I'm your villain <laughs> It's true. <laughs> so learned that. Um, and then I do remember like doing some of the recording. I did most of these separate from folks. So I would like record one side of it. And I know that you were kind of tying things together, but like Mary and I did sync up over teams and like video chat to do this, which was hilarious. Um, we recorded it a few times, the kidnapping scene in particular, so that one requires some yelling, some like <laughs> like scuffling, I guess. And my husband 
could hear me from the other room and like videoed the video conversation <laughs> happening. So you can only hear like yelling coming from a spare room and just like scuffling, which was so funny to hear. I was like, oh, this sounds pretty good. Like, great. I think we nailed it. <laughs> sounds like someone's getting kidnapped. Perfect. Um, so I don't know. It was a it was a super fun process and it was really cool for us, I think, to see that unfolding with the rest of the cast. Because again, like it was hidden, people had to find it. Mm -hmm. um, that was also the first season that I spectated. So I was like in deep and like <laughs> really paying attention. So um yeah, that was really cool. I feel like we got kind of the reveal as the rest of the cast did. So that was an interesting one to have so much influence over, but to be experiencing so much in the present with everyone else too. So that was cool. Yeah, uh, I had such a good time with this. Um, you, I think you and, and Mary doing your scene together, um, I think that was the only scene where multiple people were like recording together for if i'm remembering correctly <laughs> yeah. which yeah. like helps a lot um yes but obviously it's it's tough to schedule this type of thing when everybody's living totally. in all parts of the world um yeah no it it this like so many things uh in my life started out as so much bigger than it ended up being because my eyes are just way too large <laughs> and um, I don't know how many scenes I had originally planned. I think it was close to like 20. And Damn, okay. I just had to keep like condensing down because I'm like, there's no way. There's no way. It's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Because <laughs> um, I, I, the problem was, you know, we have eight different characters and a narrator. Uh, Muse was going to voice the narrator since he's mm -hmm. a boy and Devi is a girl. And yes. um, we had to find somebody to voice Devi. And, but I also, I didn't want the sort of smaller characters to be given short shrift and yeah. still have at least like a couple of scenes, something relevant and important to bring. And so I'm like, all right, well, we got to have at least three scenes with every person. And so like, how do I put these two people in the same scene together? And so a lot of these, this stuff ends up getting cut um, okay. or condensed yeah. down to make that possible. And also it has to make sense, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, the people who are playing the season need to understand what's happening without like a Wikipedia article. So yeah, uh, yeah no, it, it ends up being very, very fun and uh, something I enjoyed writing. And uh, yeah. Um, so you end up in scenes of, so you're in the very first scene of the, of it, of it all. Uh, doing a crossword puzzle, um, which is great. It's uh, very close to the real me. That is like, <laughs> the real me 100%. So thank you for like, yes, ending that. I was like, hell yeah. Like, she's as nerdy in real life as she is in the comics, maybe. <laughs> um, your second scene, which you kind of talked about, is kidnapping Mary. Yep. Um, <laughs> then... Uh, we get you again in scene seven where um, you interact with Meg and uh, uh, yeah, interact with Meg, who's your accountant in this world. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Meg. <laughs> 
And then we see you again in the final scene where we kind of see everybody at that point uh, as the good guys break out the people who've been kidnapped and you eventually face off against um, your sworn mortal enemy, Devi. Um, <laughs> so much fun. That yeah. was a crazy one. Here's a behind the scenes factoid for you mm. all. I would send Ryan like five different takes for every scene and be like, do what you will, friend. Like, splice it, dice it, I don't know. So that one, I'm sure you were like, oh my god, like this is like 20 minutes of footage that I need to weed through. But I don't know. I'm bad at like deciding which ones I like best. So I wanted to leave it to the master to figure that out. I know. I forgot. That's true. Uh, I, I know most people just sent me a single take of things. I think... I think Mary sent me maybe two takes of stuff at times. Okay. Um, but yeah, you sent a lot of takes. And I remember kind of just like, I'd, I'd, um, I chopped up the audio file into, you know, mm -hmm. the four different segments. And like, all right, let me play everything we got from Debbie and then <laughs> this file of yours and see how that yeah. sounds. Then do it with the other one. And then... I think yeah. a couple of times I was like splicing different takes together to get the proper, like the kind of tone and, and reaction oh, and yeah. emotions I wanted. It's, um, I, yeah, no, it was, it was fun though. It was cool to, you know, make that all work together. And, um, I felt like yeah, a it's real doing editor. it separately. I mean, like mm -hmm. definitely like, you build off of what other people are giving you in the scene. This is the BFA talking, but yeah. like, I mean, it's different. And so like doing that thing with Mary was, I think that's probably, well, that and the end scene would probably be the two that like are most contingent upon like that energy of people bouncing off of each other. So I was glad at least to do that with with Mary because I feel like it would have been awkward af because we're both just like ah, wait stop <laughs> it so i think like having some like crossover and interruption was probably helped build the reality of the story so <laughs> yes no i agree uh the the notion of like mary trying to pretend to be kidnapped in yes. her own just all by herself <laughs> i'm sure she would have done great but it definitely oh, helps yeah. to have uh the actual person doing the kidnapping able to talk and respond and play off of you. It was very fun. And I'm, I was glad that we got to do that together. And like, I hadn't really spent much time with Mary. So the fact that we were doing like this <laughs> zoom call to do it was really mm -hmm. funny. Cause again, it was like the first time that we, I mean, we probably chatted on the server briefly, but it was never anything like, intense so we like kind of caught up on our days and then like did our taping and then we're like okay like talk to you in the season i guess like i don't know um it was it was a lot of fun and um i enjoyed getting to know her a little bit through that process too just because again it was like very silly and i think we had to take like a couple of takes just for us to get like the this is the first time we're acting together jitters out like i don't know it, it was a lot of fun though i enjoyed that a lot <laughs> good good i'm glad um yeah no yeah that was a lot of fun because we in our in season six we we started to incorporate audio stuff into the seasons themselves that was how the 
Um, Immunity Idol was found that season through captain's logs that the players discovered. Then, obviously, in your season, we had the bots in each section of the park. Um, (laughs) In espionage, obviously. obviously. (laughs) Espionage had the... uh, We did it with the tree mail version of that season uh, as well with... I think I recorded a bunch of them in the early part, and then we had DC come in and do video uh, mails <laughs> later on, so which was fun. so great. Um, yeah. <laughs> alongside your and everybody else's uh, Debbie Muse radio play, which was so good. Love it. <laughs> um, and I think, like, I don't know, I, I can't imagine a season in the future now without some sort of like audio component to it. And so we had had the idea for academy a long time ago right like this was an idea that for as a season we had had for quite some time and um one of the you know it was meg's idea gosh i don't know a year before it happened might be too long but like something in that realm and uh one of the things i had thought of and an idea that I absolutely loved was um, if anybody, if you've watched the newer, uh, the first, the first movie of the newest Spider-Man oh, series, yeah. yes. there's yes. Yes. <laughs> those morning announcements characters. And in the movie, they're like, it's, it's, it's played as a joke and it's funny and it's great. Yeah. And they're awesome. And then they have also a couple of like additional like deleted scenes with them as well that Meg and I had seen. And I just thought those were amazing. And I was like, I want that. I want whatever this is. This is what I want. Um, And I don't remember when we figured out who that was going to be. I've been trying to like look back at uh, the history of like planning this challenge to find it. But um it was uh man i don't even know um we eventually but like eventually we were like all right this should be blink and shannon that was the first thought and then it was well they need a that i don't know whose thought it was but it was like well they need a field reporter (laughs) (laughs) they need somebody to to you know who who could possibly do this with them in person um preferably and have it all fit seamlessly together and like there's no better choice (laughs) (laughs) well i will tell you um when i was in high school and i can't remember if i mentioned this when we were talking planning for this but um my friends and I, one of my friends got like a little digital recorder in like junior year. And we all thought it would be hilarious. As I mentioned before, I went to an all girls high school. Our school was ridiculous. We had so much fun just being stupid and having the best four years of our lives. But um, we thought it would be hilarious to make our own version of like the real world. So we did that. We would film it on campus. We got like a small cult following of people. So much so that we got like featured in the yearbook and the all boys high school like across the across the city was like into it too. So like we had this weird like fandom going on. So at the time, 
I acted in that and I edited it. So at the end of the day, like I ended up editing this stuff together. Not that it was like good or anything. It was just on like my shitty Mac editing software. But like this felt very, very akin to stuff that I had done in high school that I had such a passion for. So one, getting to hang out with some of my dearest friends and just be silly. And then two, getting to like kind of revisit some of that stuff with like the filming the editing the obviously shannon and i spend a bunch of time making shit up and doing that to make people laugh on stage so this was like very at home for us but i think all of us had done this less on camera so there was a lot of like getting the nervousness out and kind of figuring stuff out but like I remember when you invited all of us to do it, we were all like, yep, done. Like, <laughs> we're not sure what we're doing, but we'll figure it out. Because, <laughs> um, I don't know, like, again, finding that love for being on kind of like the creative or planning side on, on the um, during um, espionage, but like being able to do that with other people live and just kind of making it our own was like such a fun, fun challenge, too. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was. Um, I, I, I really enjoyed the stuff we did with uh, we, meaning everyone did with Debbie Muse, but yeah. that was a lot uh, of time and energy <laughs> from me. Yeah, I did not yeah, want to put as much sure. time and energy into this. <laughs> so let someone else do that. We did that. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, I was like, all right, we're gonna. We're going to give them the premise and then just run away with it as much as you need to, um, was my thoughts. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, this is a season. I think the season starts in, like, October. And I can see that I opened up the morning announcements channel for this to be discussed in back in June. So, like, you had a long, long runway um, of time, uh, which I think ends up being needed, ultimately, which was good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I most, I, and this is kind of the issue I've, I've run into since then with having done, um, in Surawali, we did bird mail with bird and RDT and yeah. there's something also being done in uh, hidden city related to the mail as well, where I don't never, I never know exactly how much information you need to avoid like, stepping on my own toes and what we're doing in <laughs> from our side without like giving away too much information and i uh, i definitely we we definitely leaned further into the less is more <laughs> with regard to the morning announcements um so i'm i don't know like i know sort of some of how things shaped up and took form yeah. but like tell me more our process yeah, yeah for, for sure um well one day so shannon and adam had moved to the suburbs last year and so like the first day that i had gone to see their house um we my husband and i had gone out there to meet them for lunch and we kind of did that we hung out had our fun and then we're like okay we need to do a little bit of planning because this is a big undertaking so I think that was the day that um, we started like hitting you up on Discord, just like, hey, what's the deal? What's this? What's that? What's the other thing? And then I think that might have been, you might have shared the list of um, 
challenges or that might have kind of happened at that point in time. So what we did from there basically was we put together like a shared Google Doc and I was about to leave for my honeymoon (laughs) and (laughs) there was a lot of shit going on and we were supposed to film like that following Saturday. And we got back and like no one had done anything in the doc. And so we were like, okay, we, I was like, I don't feel like I'm a little like wiped out. I haven't had a chance to do anything. Can we please like push this? So we all just kind of like started brainstorming, writing all these thoughts up. So basically you had given us like the name of the challenge or like the focus of kind of like what was going to be at play. And we had brainstormed like a handful of ideas for each one. So it was like word of the day. Um, There were a bunch of them. So when we first had all these different ideas, what I started trying to do was just like brainstorm a single thought for each one. So like if we were talking about like, I don't know, like a field day activity, like if we were talking about capture the flag kind of pitching that as like a field day activity or pitching that as um and I'm trying to remember like some of the other categories that we had but from there we started seeing some things that were like oh that's funny like adding the pirates into this scavenger hunt or like doing this that and the other thing so when that kind when we started hitting our stride there instead of trying to like hit all of those boxes for each one we just kind of tried to like put down some ideas for each and at like things like um like <laughs> i think the like merge was my idea <laughs> like the science experiment gone wrong like two people like getting their bodies put together by accident through science or something like we just i think we just tried to um consider what would make sense in the bounds of a school. We also focused a little bit on like who exactly our characters were be, would be, which I think kind of helped dictate like how we would all fit into that story too. Um, and then after we did all this brainstorming, we started kind of like figuring out like, okay, um, we'll know, we know that my portion, the test Quimby portion, haha, will be like, in the middle probably sandwiched by like an opener and a closer and we needed kind of like a get for each one of those so sometimes we had a good idea of what those bookends would be sometimes we would be like okay we just need something for this like what's something like tangentially related kind of that we can kind of shoehorn in here um so we did that we focused a lot of time and energy to like the end caps. So we all had gotten together on a Saturday and we're just kind of like banging through things, like focusing on what um, Shannon and Adam needed to do. And then after we did a few of those, we were like, okay, like let's go outside. Like I'll try my hand at remembering some of the crazy shit that I wrote. And um, I'm standing outside. You'll probably remember those trees in the background mm-hmm. of some of our shots. And um, <clears throat> that's not, like, in their yard. That's, like, visible from the streets and the sidewalks. <laughs> so there were a couple takes where, like, people are seeing me talk into, like, a toy microphone and are clearly, <laughs> like, like in a quiet suburb, like, what the hell are they doing? Um, so I had a couple where I just, like, dissolved into giggles or, like, couldn't get through it. But that was kind of, like, the first day. We tried to do as much as we could 
and it took a long time. So like we were like, okay, we gotta stop. Like I think we need to like go back to the drawing board, do some more planning. Um, so then at that point in time, naturally all of our schedules were like, oh, none of us are free <laughs> ever together. Hmm. Um, so Shannon and Adam banged out a bunch of filming together and sent it to me. And I like took all that, looked at it at all. If we didn't have like a insert in the middle to choose from, sometimes like they would give me one or I would kind of like make it up myself. So we kind of just like figured out the get and then kind of figured out how we would get there, LOL. Um, <laughs> and I was trying to do some of this stuff like in my house or like I would go somewhere and then I was like, you know, like none of the stuff is going to feel as real as like some of these stupid backgrounds that I could use. Cause I thought like some of them would be more fun if there was like, I don't know, like the, I wanted to do something in like the theater department. I think there was something like fiddler on the ground related that we were going <laughs> to do, but like that didn't end up transpiring. But like, I had a day at work. It was like a Friday afternoon that I had no meetings. And I just like cleared my calendar and like did probably like 15 of those just like back to back to back to back. And um, from there, like, I think I had thrown together the, the intro just as like the first thing that had really been cut together because we really hadn't done anything and it was like getting kind of close and I was like I'm a little nervous like let's just see if people like this <laughs> and if it sucks I'll go back to the drawing board but once we got into that flow got pretty good um, and then it was basically just cutting everything together so like I would stay up and just like <laughs> I would be on my laptop listening to the stuff like giggling to myself just like cutting things together and just kind of packaging it up and trying to finalize it so I don't know it was like a big group brainstorm <laughs> and then we just kind of like did what we could to make it as fun and engaging I mean like there's obviously going to be some repetitive nature to it it's something that you're watching pretty frequently throughout the season but like I I hope that some of the humor and some of the bizarre creativity to like just kind of make things more exciting or like the drama that we accidentally caused where people thought that they were going to get like merged <laughs> and then unmerged and shit like things that we mm -hmm. didn't even anticipate would happen were just like funny like accidental results so um, I don't know. It was a fun process. And I sound like I'm like all over the place. And it really was because, again, we all just kind of like it was a big undertaking and we weren't really sure how it was going to unfold. But uh, I really loved how it turned out. <laughs> yeah, you all did a great job. I was so impressed. It was so much fun getting to watch <laughs> all of it. The the all the bloopers and outtakes and stuff were also very enjoyable um thank you <laughs> i remember there's at least one night where like meg and i just kind of like sat on the couch and spent like over an hour watching the clips in that google drive that we had access to oh man Ugh. yeah there was a lot there and i mean like i I spent, I think, the first portion of time just trying to cut things down so that all the laughing or giggling was out of there. So when I actually sat down to do the bloopers, I was like, where did I put this footage? I know they're all, like, where did I cut it? Where is it? So 
that was an interesting process. But yeah, it was it was <laughs> a treat to be a part of and like something that I don't think any of us expected to get to do in such a way. So um, I think we found those fun characters and just like enjoyed getting to be silly together. It was a fun way to like improvise with Shannon and with Adam in a way that like never expected to see happen. <laughs> so it was cool. <laughs> yeah, I the other thing that kind of was involved uh, one of the other things that was like really tough to um talk around was yeah that this was a returning season and yes oh my you God, had yes. no idea and yep. <laughs> i i remember seeing some of the i don't know if they were scripts or actual footage at the time but <laughs> yeah. like references to people who were actually yes. going to be playing the season and i'm like oh shit <laughs> Like, ah, uh, you, I, I like that that's what you want to do, but like, I really need you to not do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I think that was me. And I think I, ha I was like going to record maybe that Friday or something. And you gave me like a list of names and I could not remember the names for the life of me. So there's probably like an image of me like glancing down to just like view the list of names, hoping that like they aligned with what you had shared. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Good stuff. Uh, yeah. Great stuff. Um, no, it was so much fun. It, yeah. I think everyone enjoyed it. It was. I'm so um, glad. It was a blast. It was such a fun season to watch, too. And I mean, even though we had the understanding of like what some of the games would be, like, I don't feel like anything was spoiled for us. And I remember when we found out that it was the returnee season, I was like, flipping tables like what the fuck is going on <laughs> we didn't know like we did all of this what is going on um so just it was fun to have some of that context but it still felt like a total surprise reveal as it was going down so that was also really cool oh good i'm glad it it didn't uh nothing nothing was ruined in the process that is great no, to hear thank goodness yeah it it was like I think toward the end I was like okay I know we haven't had XYZ video go out I know that's gotta be soon and like you gave <laughs> us some context as far as like this is after this just so that we knew like For the story wouldn't yeah. be revealed yeah exactly so um, but otherwise like we didn't know it was coming next either <laughs> so had to keep it similar like obviously the characters were um, a, like they were the same from start to finish, but like when things were hitting had to be very not related to anything else. So that was another challenge. Like callbacks kind of went out the window in a lot of ways. What was your favorite segment? Mm, man. Favorite segment. Um, I think we all really <laughs> enjoyed, um, like the homecoming dance was a fun one just because we we were initially threatening to like take our wedding dresses out of storage as like our prom dresses for that. Um, didn't do that, thank goodness. But um, like that whole thing, um, I can't remember if this made it into the blooper reel, but I was trying to like turn my phone camera around and yes. instead of it turning around, I just make like a really fat face into the camera and like, I'm like, I don't, it's uh, like I don't... <laughs> so that one was fun um and then shoot i uh 
know. There are so many fun ones. I loved all... Well, this is just like a continual gag, but like the paper shuffling... Uh, yes. Um, ...got me. And there are so many takes of me just like, well, Adam could not keep his shit together, which was hilarious. <laughs> and then when he would do that, then I couldn't stop. And then there were just like times that none of us could stop for like a full minute because it was just like, what are we doing? <laughs> It's something uh, so innocuous and it just oh, like, it, it and I think sometimes great. when he does, you know, the the less like exaggerated ones, you're like, wait, yeah. did he did, wait a second. And then you like rewind and like, what the heck? Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Well, and Adam, like, Adam was always like, well, you guys, like, this is what you guys do. Like, <laughs> this is not my thing. <laughs> Okay, but like you're doing a great job. This is just it's it's funny because this is what Shannon and I do together all the time. So to do that with Adam involved too was very fun. Um, yeah, I feel like it just it came together, and like we're obviously really great friends outside of um, outside of that. So it certainly helped just kind of like make this process like so much fun and such a such a treat to do. I don't know. Now I'm like thinking about all the, the goofy ones we did. I loved when they merged. That was so stupid. <laughs> it was. <laughs> yes. And I had so much fun like pulling. I was like on like free soundeffects.com, like pulling the dumbest <laughs> shit together. Cause I was just like, you know what? If we're going to go for it, like let's make it weird. <laughs> um, so yeah, I had some fun with that one too. I don't know. They were all goofy. I wish that I, I like, now I, I want to say they were, like, all my favorite. Because they really were. I mean, um, I think, like, the student body president one where Shannon's just, like, trying to get people to vote for her. Mm -hmm. um, there was a take where Sydney started barking in response. <laughs> <laughs> and the per the take was perfect until Sydney uh... started barking. So that was kind of a bummer. I think it made it into bloopers, but as far as like the perfect take, like that would have been the one, but she <laughs> made mm. us have to start over. <laughs> oh, uh, goodness. Oh, Sydney. Yeah, what a cutie. <laughs> <laughs> Toast even made it in there. I love that Toast has like, I mean, he's been in two seasons now. He's cooler <laughs> than I am, I'm pretty sure. So... <laughs> Um, yeah. And everything Fiddler on the Ground related was hilarious. Like, I loved your script that you shared later. I still, I, like, run across that every once in a while. I'm like, I do need to, like, do this for something <laughs> just to share it with the server. <laughs> we can do it. Oh. We can do a future season themed around Fiddler okay. on the Ground. Fiddler on the Ground themed season. <laughs> what a trip. <laughs> I'm sure everyone would be like, I hate this. And I'm like, I'm here. I love it. It's my favorite. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, we'll convert them. We'll make them see the good, light. Good. I know we can. People would love it once they get in, like, get into it. I know that there could be a cult following, but um, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Absolutely. <sighs> well, um, we have been at this for a fair amount of time. Okay. Uh, <laughs> is there anything else uh, related to your time in Nexus Park or anything else uh, 
alliance adjacent that we haven't touched on that is worth bringing up? Sure. Um, I just wanted to say thank you for like letting me be involved in a season and letting me do things creatively behind the scenes for a couple of them too. Like I was so grateful for the opportunity. You and the entire team build such an awesome world that people are so excited about and so passionate about. And one, to get to experience that was awesome. And then also to help build that in a couple of seasons was like such a treat for me. So like, just thank you for one, all of you welcoming me in with open arms. And then two, like, letting me be a part of it after the fact in like a totally new way. So just wanted to say thank you. <laughs> of course, you're so welcome. Uh, the, the the fountain of talent in this community is oh <laughs> bottomless. Yes. And uh, I, I, you know, there are so many more people I would love to involve in stuff that yeah. I, I exactly. assume it'll happen over time, um, hopefully. <laughs> but yeah. No, you you were uh, huge, incredibly helpful in both academy and espionage with your contributions, and uh, I appreciate it a lot. Oh, thank you. No, so much fun. It was a treat. So thank you. Other than that, (laughs) I think you heard me talk enough. (laughs) Okay. All right. Uh, Just a, a nice and tidy seven or so hours. Ooh, um, love it. <laughs> Who knew I had it in me? I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I was watching as you eclipsed uh, Shannon's episode length. Well, holy shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. Whoa, what the hell? All yeah. right, well, it was unintentional. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, I mean, you spent a week longer playing the game than she did, so. Oh, well, there it, we it, go. It happens. Okay. It happens. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> joking no i well with that in mind holy shit i should let you go (laughs) so that you can reclaim the rest of your life right thank you so much for all of your time i had a great time getting to talk talk through all of this stuff with you yes no me too this was so much fun um i can't wait to i need to like listen to all the ones that exist already and i will (laughs) begrudgingly perhaps listen to a portion of mine (laughs) we'll see well good luck uh if you start now you you could finish in like mm, a couple of months maybe Ooh, fabulous okay i got time dude so i can do that yeah prior prior to recording with you we had approximately 10 straight days worth of interviews recorded good god that's incredible that's like, so much and just a testament to like what this means <laughs> to people so like that's so cool i love that it's wednesday may 5th as we record this segment um part three the final part of jordan's interview is coming out this week oh this friday god. but no this was great and um i hope you have a good rest of your day enjoy Thank your you. wednesday Thanks. And, Thank you. Um, I'm sure we will be in touch. Yes. Can't wait to watch the next season. I will be around and um, just looking forward to seeing the next everything. Yeah. Can't wait to see what y'all have created. <laughs> Great. Awesome. Perfect. 
Thanks. Be well, my friend. Thank you Thanks so much. Thanks again. Yeah. So fun. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Goodbye. Good luck. And I'll talk to you soon, I'm sure. Yes. Farewell. Farewell. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. All righty. Bye, Bye. dude. <laughs> Bye. Up. Hi. How are you? God, I'm good. I've never, well, I've accidentally, I think I've told you this before, I've accidentally called people on Discord, but I've never had someone actually call me, so that just scared the shit out of me. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, in the best way, I was like, oh, this is so soothing, like, in comparison to the uh, the team's dial tone, mm. like, I'll take that any day. <laughs> that, that checks out. <laughs> <laughs> That ringer again, <laughs> Ryan. I love it. <laughs> uh, and then we've still got, I think, double epi- two episodes for Darcy, two episodes for Bram, two episodes for maybe just one episode for Choco Beans, um, okay. an episode for Maddie, and then uh, probably maybe two episodes for Waxler, TBD. Uh, okay. And then finally, after all of those, uh, your episodes will start coming out. Eek. Hidden Sorry City. So much. <laughs> Hidden City will probably have been finished by that point. So. Okay. Great. <laughs> Something to look forward to after that. Yeah. Over. Right. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Alliance of Survivor Game podcast. If you'd like to try your hand at Alliance, our applications are always open. You can find more information by visiting AllianceSeasons.com. Our 13th season, Sky Cruiser, is now casting. Come join us in the HQ during the off-season for games and trivia and other fun stuff. And as always, have a week. So long, farewell, I'll be the same goodnight. I know she'll never leave me, even as she fades from Nothing's really left or lost without a trace. Nothing's gone forever. Or-